This episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and Auditorium in Hollywood, California. It's at Hollywood and Highland, the crossroads of entertainment. If you're looking for something to do, you've seen all the tourist trap garbage out there, the terrible wax museum across the street. Ugh, the like, worst. This place is not that fun. Well, guess what? There's fun right across the street. Head over to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium. Take a look at all the oddities and do it for a very reasonable price. Two people can get in after 5 p.m. for only $20. What a bargain, and it's as a result of you being a listener to this podcast. So do us a favor. Support Ripley's. Support the podcast. Head on over after 5 p.m. Tell them you listen to this show and gain entry to a lifetime of memories for only $20 for two people after 5.30 p.m. Anyway... Here's the show. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Welcome to Star Trek, the next conversation, the number one Star Trek podcast that comes out whenever it is that we feel like it comes out. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. <laughs> We're back again. Uh, that should be our that should be our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> The wait, we're back again. <laughs> we're, we're back. Yeah, we're back again. We're back again. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, that's more back. accurate. Back again. Um, been a while. Not that long. Feels like it's been a while. It's really only been a couple of weeks, but people are losing their minds. Has it only been a couple of weeks? I think so. I mean, it feels like. I mean, it doesn't feel that long for us because I've talked to you about Marvel ad nauseum. Uh huh. Um, but I will say it's been a little while since we've been on the uh, bridge of the old Enterprise. We're not coming out watching weekly. the adventures. Um, but the previous one, I'd like us to come out weekly. Eh, but our time is such that we are not doing a great job at that. No, yeah, I guess so. I guess the last one was five twenty-two. Jesus Christ! No, wait, that's wrong. The last one was six five. Silicon Avatar. So it was only two weeks ago. Okay, well, this one will go out today or tomorrow. Hopefully, I managed to do that. <laughs> I guess you could say it's three weeks ago. Well, depending on how generous you want to be, I don't. I, I assume not very. Uh, these people. No, they're they're very upset. There's a there's a lot of panic tweets, panic uh, panic uh, posts I, I, on the I, face group. Guys, um, this will not go the way of Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs. We will not go years between episodes. I think it will calm them just to hear you say that because they know I have no control over the situation. You have. Uh, I would say 40% of the control. I have 60% of the control. I think I have 40% uh, control of the self-destruct mechanism. I don't think I have 40% uh, of the of the engines. Well, you know, <laughs> the scheduling is is a little bit of a... Like, there was a wacky scheduling mishap that happened last night. We were going to record last night. We are supposed to record last night. Yeah. And I 
effed up and scheduled something else the same night and uh, Andy called me like uh, or texted me like okay I'll be over in a bit I gotta grab my computer and blah 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 and then I was like ooh Andy <laughs> <laughs> long story short which I understood Andy you know? uh, he, uh, he made this possible by saying you know what okay let's do it tomorrow and I said great here we are it is disaster. Not the episode. Our episode is not a disaster yet. Well, we don't know yet. Yet. The name of the episode we're talking about, though, is disaster. Which brings us to this. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Yeah, I think so. I like it. What a nice timing. You nailed it. You stuck the landing on that one. You know, I... It's a natural gift. I don't. <laughs> I might be a little rusty, but you know, when I'm back on the court, I'll know how to sink those threes. What? I don't even know what that means. You might. We must have discussed this in a, in a billion episodes. You're, you must be a golfer. Oh, uh, you! I've yeah, seen yeah. you run over by a golf cart. Of course. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, leads you to believe I must be a golfer. <laughs> well, I assume you minimally you must have been near a golf course unless you were passing through when that happened. That was. But actually, that would really be bad luck. The, that was at the funeral home. <laughs> Was it, oh, we was weren't even near home. the golf course. Oh wow! So it wasn't. It wasn't. No. Huh. Um, the so you you so then because uh, I was on a par three. I don't know if I've ever played a par three. Where were you? What's it? Where'd you go? I went. Uh, I don't even know the name of it. It was, was somewhere. It in Studio City. It was in like uh, Sherman Oaksy. Like off Ventura. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what's it? Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's, great. Uh, it's a lot of fun there. Delight. Yeah. Super Let's fun. do that, Matt. Okay. I've, I've played it a couple times. I'm happy to do it again. It seems like that would be a fun afternoon. Sure. I bet the people at home would want us just to podcast instead. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay. So we'll podcast until we can't podcast anymore. Okay. So uh, before we uh, head into the Admirals Club, um, hmm, I don't know how to handle this. I'll just read this. It's from the uh, the gentleman who uh, who composed the, uh, the most well-known of the Admirals Club entry themes, uh, Christopher Malkowski. Um, who says, hey, Andy, well, since you name-checked me, I think we were we were saying something about coming up with some new Admiral's Club themes. I don't remember why. I think we were just talking about the fact that it's not called iTunes anymore. Oh, is that it? Maybe. Well, since you che- uh, name-checked me, I felt obligated to record some new ones. Please let Matt know. This gave me a chance to break out my new toy, a 1967 Fender Bassman with oh, a master nice. volume mod. All the best from Key West. Oh, catchy. All the best from Key West. Hey, you know, there's a lot of Myras around there. Say hello to some. Oh, really? Yeah. That's from uh, from Chris. So uh, I guess you hit the. Um... Oh, so I'm gonna. Well, well, why don't we just take a gander, see what they've done, see if they've wired the door correctly yet? Yeah. For these new themes, let's see what happens. Sure. Let's just step right up to this door. Okay. Go to Apple Podcast with your five star review. Uh, slightly inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys, you'll be welcome into the Admiral's Club. You're not automatically ranked an admiral. It's much like the President's Circle. Don't think you're just going to get a promotion. Also feels but you'll like, be welcome. It also feels a little pitchy, dog. <laughs> I liked it. You liked it? You feel yeah. like it's... You would have a better ear than I would. I really liked your Randy Jackson person right there. Thank you. Just pulling that out. Nice, you, nice you just, up you just, to date. You just pulled that out of 2003. Fresh. <laughs> 
fresh impression. Um, okay, here they are, folks. Uh, your new uh, admirals. Um, first is from Stephen Act Four, who's a Canadian. Uh, if you're from uh, out of the country, uh, please send us. We don't, for whatever reason, our, our what was it called? When a, it's a it's a an it's an on, online site that they're all collects they're all. not a, not an, an aggregate? Assimil- aggregate that's it our aggregators uh, don't seem to show uh, the international uh, five star art- iTunes reviews so um, email them in to sttncpod at gmail.com and uh, we will consider them uh, this says better than a procedural if you are sick of podcasts that resemble episodes of Miami Vice, this is the podcast for you. Come for the Mar- Maurice Hurley impression. Stay for Andy's theories and Matt's nerd bullying. <laughs> These guys love Star Trek as much as, if not more, than you do. So what are you waiting well, for? On. One Subscribe. of us Subscribe. Well, you know, I enjoy it. I uh, can't wait for all your takes on season five to seven and hopefully DS9 after that. Thanks, Steven. He also says, P.S. Oh. Mm, not no, in my review. No, anyway, I'll just leave this part. He should be okay with it. Congrats to Matt on the birth of his son. Thank you. Henry says thank you as well. Oh, I think he's just saying this is not in his review. Oh, he's just giving you a little it message. It says P.S. and then parentheses, not yeah. my review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I are expecting in a few weeks. We had gone through a fertility doctor as well after a long time trying, but miraculously found out she was expecting just a few days after we signed up for IVF. Oh, my God. What a money-saving baby that was. It's a Star Trek money-saving miracle. <laughs> it's a money-saving miracle baby. Um, And uh, with that... Uh, Let's go into the United Federation of Planets Presidents. Oh, right way ahead of you. I already stepped on the path. You don't. It doesn't sound so booming as it as it usually does. Did I not have the volume up? Enough? I don't know. It's up to you. Um, I always uh, try to adjust the volume when we step into the president circle sure. to make sure I don't disturb the sure. uh, the, uh, the members of the are, president circle that are perusing the uh, buffet maybe, line. Maybe in the first time I didn't call them presidents and then correct okay. myself oh, ever. It's just a seafood <laughs> bar today. That's weird. Oh, as it seems like this. Oh, endless lobster. Enjoy the crab legs. I uh, love it. Um, so what I was going to say was, by the way, these are our Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees, the way that you... Uh, Hang on. Let me just let me knock through this real quick. Good. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so on Patreon, and that will get you extra episodes of this very show. If you're worried about us not doing shows frequently, guess what? We are obligated out of a sense of duty to do them for the patreon circle members uh there's a president's circle there's lieutenant's level lieutenants get one podcast the uh president circle gets a whole two podcasts and if you're wondering how long our podcasts are in the uh, patreon land they are almost longer sometimes almost always longer than the ones they are here yeah usually the marvel ones have been topping three hours yeah so time we did guardians of the galaxy so and we did. We also uh, took a shot at Endgame. Uh, yeah, we did an Endgame. On that. It was supposed a little to be a mini episode, but it was long. It was like 50 minutes. Yeah. So there you go. So, guys, there's a lot of content over there. Please, join the... join. Walk among the President Circle members. And the way you uh, can uh, become uh, 
possibly one of the one of the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees is uh, by writing a comment or a question. Yeah, very easy on the subspace messages monthly subspace messages in the president's circle uh, post. post there, and Andy writes it, and then you guys reply to it, and we consider you. So and I'll tell you something this month. Before we even get to that, I'll tell you. You know, we've been uh, running a little dry on that, and so uh, people are. You know, your odds. Your odds are much better to even be mentioned on this podcast if you're in there. Yeah, you win. You know, look at these medals because we pick definitely a couple of those a month. Unlike the uh, Republic or the Rebellion, we have more medals available (laughs) than people who deserve them. So we won't have a Chewbacca in this situation. No, you'll get a medal. So Lieutenant K.D. Campbell says, I am uh, crying laughing right now in this episode, Silicon Avatar, after the discussion with of the Frito scoopage uh, and Andy wondering why Riker didn't have the super fast, strong android to do the saving. The show audio comes back in with known technophile Geordi saying, you handle that uh, unit like a veteran, Doctor, as uh, <laughs> Space Mrs. Voorhees uses a computer in his delivery with straight out of Star Trek XXX, the next penetration. <laughs> um, you know, it was a limited amount of choices. That was one of them. <laughs> and right. uh, the other one uh, we'll hear from today is Lieutenant Tony Lynn. Who is uh, commenting more on our on our re- recent run through all the MCU movies? Mm-hmm. If the two of you could write any Marvel movie about any character, which one would it be and why? I'm on record as uh, being a do Fantastic Doom Four biopic fan. I want to want to really just do something about Doctor Doom. <laughs> well, you know what I would like to see you do, Andy, is the, you know how they all say every, who's they all, uh, you know how uh, Infinity War, sure, supposedly watch it the protagonist of the movie is thanos uh-huh. you should do a dr doom like that oh yeah well i'm i have a feeling if they get to dr doom he would be uh, as much of a threat as thanos even though thanos is way more powerful but it's not that it's like trying to like what i want you to do is explore dr doom's reasoning and, and maybe have us go man he's not all bad it's certainly true he's got a lot of things uh but he's kind mostly of bad no that's wrong he's got turmoil and so you just don't see it from his perspective yeah but he like he protects a nation he went to doom medical school (laughs) he went to the same college university as reed richards and he got he got kicked out for his his uh his you know on the edge sorcery science uh so let me ask this uh, dr doom question for you andy okay you're a fan all right. Uh, in the Marvel uh, comic universe, it feels like they would also be like, um, yeah, and uh, and Osborne also was at that college at the time, <laughs> the Green Goblin. Like, I feel like they would do this they kind would of tie thing. It where like, everyone went, all of the smart people went to the same college. Well, it's not that the craziest thing in the world. If no. there's one college that's like the best for science or university, then yes. it seems like all the best minds would be there. The Ithaca of uh, <laughs> that's right. the Marvel Universe. <laughs> the Ithaca. <laughs> I wonder how the Ithaca film program is. That's where I went. Let us know if you're in it. Um, what would yours be? I wanted to ask this question because I'd be curious if you had an opinion. Uh, you know, I mean, it's such a daunting task to to do anything for those guys. I I tell you what I'd like to do is I'd like to take a swing at a Guardians movie after James Gunn decided he was done with it. Wouldn't the, you just have instant fan? Yeah, they would just hate hate whatever he did. <laughs> yeah, but I would try to do it. Um, I try to I try to do uh, it justice. Sure. Well, I, I it would. 
I would like to see it. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd grab the old guard. Like, I'd grab your Sylvester Stallone. Um, the, the other side characters? Michelle Yeoh. Uh, who else is it? Ving Rhames. You know that shot? You know, where they're all all the Ravagers at the end of Volume 2? I don't remember that. It's the original core the original oh, that's so the great. original guardians of the galaxy they must be setting that up for something at some point well i think they were but now it's like who knows yeah i'll do it sure um uh right. that's it why don't we go back through the admiral's club because we have an admiral's club closing theme we can oh, play great let's just head through here <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Hold Hang on. on. Hold on. Well, I mean, we got to walk all the way around. So yeah. We're just hugging, we're hugging the edge, guys. We're hugging the edge. We don't want to hit the other doors. Uh, shuffling. Shuffling. Excuse me. Sorry. Pardon me. Excuse me. Yes. Hi. Sure that guy's yes. chips. Okay. We're there. I, think I, I love it conceptually though <laughs> I might enjoy the class making it I really love Admiral I love the I, I love that you made them for us Chris those are they're, they're fine rocky versions Andy don't be one of these choosy beggars it's me <laughs> um and with that Matthew yes let us open the hails okay Captain we are being hailed our first hail is from the lieutenant's level because I saw it, and it uh, it seemed to be an interesting point of discussion. Um, Dota Hokey Pokey, Lieutenant Dota Hokey Pokey from not, Lieutenant. Hang level. on, I just want to say, yes. not, not Duda Hokey Pokey? Oh, that's what it is. I'm the worst at puns. I only got Hokey Pokey, and I was like, oh, that's what it says. And I was like, I wonder what Dota is. I'm the dumbest person that ever lived. Um, Face blindness and pun blindness. I really have it. I have sex joke blind- blindness. Uh-huh. Pun blindness, face blindness, name blindness. Well, that's what makes you such a treat to be around. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that would that would I don't know how, what superheroes' weaknesses those would be. But um, anyway, Mister or Mrs. Hokey Pokey says, or Lieutenant Hokey Pokey says, uh, before knowing what they look like, did anyone else picture Matt looking like T.J. Miller and Andy looking like Stephen Merchant? I've seen photos of them now, my, but my brain still can't shake the initial image of TJ and Steven doing a podcast. Which, by the way, would be an amazing podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, sure. I would having having. I, I feel like that that TJ Miller has a much. Uh, he's a you know he's an incredibly funny person, but I feel like he has a much sloppier delivery than that than the crisp clipped tones of Matthew Myra uh, so I don't know that I would have imagined you well look I just think anyone you, you, you got the good end of that Stephen Merchant of course uh, did I? Uh, you know think about it he's got to probably have like uh, gajillions of dollars for making the office um, long story short Andy I feel like whenever you find out what people look like that you listen to on the reg yeah, yeah, it never quite lines up with your imagined Image, I think uh, it's close if you're saying Stephen Merchant because you're imagining me kind of a pale bony white guy. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're not um, nearly as tall. Not nearly as tall. 
Tim Allman. I was really hoping Tim Allen finally wrote. Tim Allen says, "How come you never mention my uh, my show?" Um, Last man standing. (laughs) Wait, so he did the tool time grunt in the email? Sure, he always does. And he's not asking us to watch Toy Story Four this weekend. No, he doesn't care about that. He's still sticking sticking to Last Last Man Standing. Okay, they already have their own publicist. They don't need him. All right. Uh, Complained about the sound. Oh, this he had he had complained about the sound in um, in Silicon Avatar. For those of you who in our last episode were driven crazy because there was a sound problem. Wait, oh, that was... Re- that, oh, was that Edson Row? That, that was fixed. No, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of go, people... Go download it again if you haven't. Yeah, Matt got right on it. He fixed it, re-downloaded it. It's all fixed. Don't worry about it. That was me leaving a fucking reverb channel up on a voiceover audition I did. I just wanted to say it on this in case, because some people, I think, download it, and they're like, oh, that that will never be fixed. All you got to do is re-download it. <laughs> it was fixed. I'm so sorry. It's, uh, it's, uh, things, these things happen. I had um, a bad, like, the bad last four months of, of posting podcasts have gone horribly awry. <laughs> Andy. I'm telling See, you. I it's put like up the wrong, something. I, last... Three times I put up the excellent podcast. I put up the wrong file three times. It's like something's been distracting you. It's a, it's also like I do it like always Sunday night, and it just like that seems to be like the worst time for me to function. Yes, I, I end my week. What's on the Sunday. best time for you to function? Honestly, Thursday at two. Huh. That seems to be my like. I'm pretty good that's right your now. Zone? This Thursday? afternoon, you were really on fire. Well, that's tomorrow. Oh, maybe. tomorrow. Oh my God, is it Monday? No, it's Wednesday. Oh, thank God. <laughs> what is happening to you? I'm, I go to w- work and I shut my brain down, someone, and then I go home. Someone send Andy help. Uh, Tim Tim Allen then <laughs> says, um, uh, with, <laughs> <laughs> "With regards to Picard's tea preferences, yeah." Uh, I think this is a valid point. Why is he obsessed with tea at all? Isn't he supposed to be French? The French hardly drink tea. They're coffee aficionados. I suspect the script writers tended to forget the character was meant to be French and always wrote him in as if he was British because of Patrick Stewart's performance. Anyway, I hope you're both well. Well, that's interesting you say that, but, like, I wonder if the tea situation... When does he first order it? It's not we in... We marked the, it's it. Not, Whenever we saw it, we marked it. It's not in... Um, Encounter at Farpoint. No. So I'm inclined to believe that, yes, you guys are correct. Unless They probably just sort of forgot. Unless Stuart r- requested it. Maybe he likes Earl Grey. I guess we would have heard that. Oh, yeah, now. work that into the character, maybe. Be like, oh, this, this Patrick Stewart guy's always drinking tea. Yeah. Um, Devin James writes us, uh, Hello, Matt and Andy. I just finished the pod, Silicon Avatar. And feel it would be remiss not to talk about the importance of the title. To me, at least, the title has an interesting progression for, for Dr. Marr from a malevolent to a benevolent interpretation of the presence of Data. As we all know, Data is a true silicon-based life form, partially at least, in that he uh, is made of many tiny computer chips and other technology. Hi, Dory. Hi. Dory, what's happening? Our internet is down. Um, no, it's oh, not. No. Mine's up. Turn off your Wi-Fi yeah. and turn it back on. What's happening? That's the classic the solution. TV? What TV is not working? That's a professional IT guy saying that. Netflix, Hulu, can't connect. Mm, interesting. I'll have to get someone from engineering down to look at it. This is, someone from IT? This is a real dirty situation. It's a Star situation. Trek podcast. There's no IT. It's just someone from engineering. Should I email help desk? No, you should just hit the, your comm badge. Okay. And then we'll talk to Jordy. Okay. You know LeVar. You've had dinner with him. 
Where is Jordy right now? Hang on. He's probably in engineering. Deck 36. Gosh, she just doesn't get it, Andy. What, is, uh, what does Crusher say about uh, little Henry, Dory? Uh, is he, is he, how, uh, that's the doctor on the ship. Oh, uh, he's doing great. He got his shots today. Yep. Yeah. So he's, he's cleared for all sorts of intergalactic <laughs> travel. Hang on. Nice. We uh, stay in one galaxy. This oh. is Star Trek. Um, so I just wanted to let you know. Okay. We don't have the ability. Interplanetary? Yes, of course. Travel? Yeah, many star What systems. about Voyager? Uh, Voyager only went into a different quadrant of this galaxy. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dory. Tried to help you out, but I'm, I'm almost as ignorant as you about this topic. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I have, uh, I have internet over here. Uh, let me just take a look at the uh, utility... It's like you guys called in to some IT person to get your thing fixed, except you don't stand the benefit of getting it fixed. You just listen to other people. Oh, yeah, it's just a weak signal out there Um, because of the... uh, You do me a favor when you're walking back to the back of the, uh, you know, whatchamacallit? House? Yep. Take the... uh, Why don't you take the... Each of those airports, you know, yeah. the one in the kitchen, uh-huh. and then go to the one in the bedroom, uh-huh. unplug them and plug them back in, and I'll reset them. I have to do that at least three times a week. Well, look, this is there's a reason Apple no longer makes wireless devices. They are so bad. I've researched everything. I know what would be the next thing, and once it becomes a real problem, I'll, I'll swap our Wi-Fi out. Well, Guys. I your podcast, I would call it a real problem. Are you giving me the okay to spend a lot of money on wireless devices? Andy, come on over. It's going to be so much fast Wi-Fi here. Hey, could you tell me the fastest and best Wi-Fi devices to get, Matt? Go unplug them. What happened? Plug them back in. I hear what you said. Uh, I didn't either. Um, can I tell you? Yeah. Uh, just go on wirecutter.com. They review everything. Is that dependable? It's fairly dependable, yeah. Okay. I find it fairly dependable. Hey, Wirecutter, if you'd like to... Uh, they probably don't. It's a New York Times company. Be our sponsor. They don't care about us. They don't have any money. No, they don't care about us. Be a sponsor. We're not high Besides enough Besides Ripley's. This is now, here's crazy. my question to you, Andy. Do I what? leave in the Dory Shafir interlude? Uh, maybe leave it in the, the top of it. Because <laughs> it was very lengthy. Yeah, I think I think once you get into the real nitty-gritty of what to do, then you could probably cut that part. Yeah. Well, I probably won't. So you'll hear it all. Thanks, all right. everybody. All right, I get my vote, wanted guys. it to be cut. Just remember that. My apologies to Devin James, whose letter was interrupted um, by me. It was my choice. I apologize. Uh, I'm not a good podcast host. What are you going to do? Um, anyway, as we all know, Data is a true silicon-based life form, partially at least, in that he is made up of tiny computer chips um, and other technology that Silicon is heavily used in. Um, her initial assumption that Data must be the partner of the Silicon entity because Lore was, and her eventual realization that he is more of a time capsule or, if one will, a Silicon avatar that will carry her son's memory on for as long as Data is alive, to me, is the truest meaning of the title. This is very much an ethical take on the culpability of destroying a life form for not knowing what it does, but underneath... Uh, underneath that, also a more, more morality tale of not prejudging someone or something on partial facts. This seems to be the pattern in which data is constantly being measured against. Anyways, great episode, guys, and look forward to disaster. Hope you're enjoying it, Devin. Um, so far, he's not. No, I can't imagine that he is, particularly through the uh, the IT portion of the show. Uh, and lastly, uh, we received... Snail mail. Uh, through snail mail, uh, through to our our, our P.O. box, um, um, 
which I don't have in front of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tess Bergman, uh, I believe it's Lieutenant Tess Bergman, I believe she's in the Patreon, um, sent us uh, a delightful uh, Christmas card. That's how that's how delinquent I've been in picking stuff up. I finally got it hooked up to an alert, so it'll tell me when stuff arrives. If you guys want to send stuff, um, where you send it is Matt Vamp. Uh, Got it. No problem. Uh, Send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. You might want to send me an email at sdtncpod at gmail.com. Also, uh, just let us know something's coming. Um, And uh, Tess writes as Dear Matt and Andy, I commissioned these guys from a talented chum who made me a Picard a few years back. I hope they bring you a moment of joyful smiles as you provide me with those moments each week as I listen to the podcast. Enjoy Hanukkah, Christmas, Festivus, or whatever you want to celebrate. This was in December 2018. Uh, Merci. Do you speak French? Merci beaucoup. Merci pour. Tout si que vous. Do you want to give I that can a read French, sure. Let's go for it. Uh, Ooh, he's doing it. Thank you he's for. Out. Thank you. Hang on. Thank you. It, I think it says the, the translation below it. I just wanted the, you to the, read this. For, for five? For, uh, huh. Thank you for the cookies and the fates. Oh, that <clears throat> must be. Some sort of thing that is said in Quebec, because that is not. I thought you were going to try and say the French, French words. Well, I was going to. I was translating the French words. I wanted to see you say the French. Oh, words. I was never good at speaking. I took three years of French. This is the Merci pour tout, uh, ce que vous faites. Merci pour uh, merci pour tout, ce que vous faites. So, you know, that's not going to be great. Uh, I was always terrible at the spoken part of it. Whatever thank the case. You for that email. Thank that you. That is not an email. It's, it's a, a physical piece mail. of mail I'm yes. holding. Um, and it was a beautiful uh, a Picard uh, card that's uh, the Make It Snow variety. Hang on, hang on. Hang variety. on. Andy, wouldn't that just be a Picard? Picard. That's true. Come on. Um, and, uh, and she sent us two yarn. You'd be terrible at naming products. Picard. Yeah, I would. I'm not good at puns. I'd be the worst. Uh, and they're proudly displayed up here, uh, right amongst his in, guitars in the I'll, studio. I'll take uh, I'll take a little snapshot of it and I'll put it up. They're holding hands because they're best friends on the Insta story on our sttnc um, Star Trek TNC uh, Instagram. Um, and uh, if you'd like to uh, send us a tweet or an Instagram. That's all at the end of the show. Stay tuned to the very end. That's true. But we in the meantime, I'm at Secunda on oh, Twitter, at goes. Andrew Secunda on Instagram. Gentleman across from me is at Matt Myra on both. And can't stop plugging. That's true. And with that, I, you know, if he wants to do a new one, well, that's, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the hills are now closed. <laughs> I think I'm getting worse. No, you're just getting not as good. Somebody wrote, has he improved, who was listening to old podcasts, and I wrote back, I have not improved. But I actually think I am backsliding. I feel like my mouth doesn't work as well. Uh, I just uh, feel like I'm operating at a a deficit all the time. You know, it's the the late nights. We're doing these later in the night, and, you know, it's never great. Could be. Sometimes could be a disaster for you. Uh, Andy, this is... You tied it in! This is the name of the episode, of course, a Disaster. It aired the week of October 
1991. And of course, we all know that Mariah Carey was unstoppable on the charts that year. That's right. Emotions was still the favorite on U.S. radios. She second, third, and fourthed that emotion again. I don't remember if that's the lyrics of the song. I don't think so. As was that's it. That's what it is. As was uh, everything I do, I do it for you by Brian Adams in the UK. Is Brian Adams English or American? I thought he was Canadian. No, that makes more sense. Uh, the Deceiver by Frederick Forsyth was a bestseller, and Other People's Money, starring Danny DeVito, debuted at number one at the box office. A firestorm raged through the East Bay Hills region of Oakland, California. Uh, former California Governor Jerry Brown announces that he would seek the 90, 1992 Democratic nomination for U.S. presidency. He'd remain Bill Clinton's chief opponent in the race until he upset the Jewish community by saying he would consider the Reverend Jesse Jackson as his running mate. I don't know. That was what did him in. Um, mathematics professor Jesse Turner is released after four years of captivity under several Lebanese... Uh, uh, under? After several Lebanese kidnappings? Kidnappers? Oh, under several... I'm sorry. Andy, you don't have to read to be good at it. Mathematics professor Jesse Turner is released after four years of captivity under several Lebanese kidnappers. Oh my god. That's okay. I'm the worst. Don't worry about it. Time Magazine's cover featured images of Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill with the caption, Sex, Lies, and Politics. Glad we're past all that. (laughs) Thank God. And uh, now, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. um, It's time for the additional segment. Not an additional segment. It's, it's, it's a secondary segment. segment. Yes, this, the it's separate quite segment. Frankly, I think a better segment. Um, but before you get into that, Matt, there's a there's a soundbite that uh, we we at some point, uh, or I think every time, go. How did we start come up with this? And Ken Molay wrote us the origin of Frank Sinatra. Come on in uh, in soundbite form. Okay, and uh, here it is. Gentlemen, this is Ken Molay, the ship's official Frank Sinatra historian. <laughs> In the last episode, Silicon Avatar, yeah. you asked for a report on how the Frank Sinatra Come On segment got started. True. I'm able to tell you that that came from Season 4, Episode 21, The Drumhead, which featured Gene Simmons as the guest star Admiral. And Andy brought up the fact that she had starred in the film musical Guys and Dolls of course. with an exchange that would go on to be strangely prophetic. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Have you seen it? Never told me about this. Um, Marlon Brando, Frank Sinatra, Guys and Dolls. No. Marlon Brando's not the best in it. But Frank Sinatra, oh. come on! Very loud. Sorry. I mean, that might be its own um, audio cue at some point. <laughs> it's not going to have a lot of use on this show. Yeah. How ironic. Yeah, it had a ton of use on it. Just oh my how God. excited Andy was by Frank Sinatra being in that Guys and Dolls. So. How, much, how, much, how much more use could it have gotten? No more use. But I feel like that was all part of the same segment. So I'm playing the music. I don't know why Andy made me stop the music. Oh, you think it should have been through the whole thing? It's part of the set. Fly me to the Fair. Moon. Andy. Let me yes. play. Disaster, October 21st, 1991. While that was going on, 
This brings us into a two-week stretch with no concerts. Whoa, Frank taking a week off, a couple weeks there. Yeah, he gets a chance to rest and recover from his globetrotting on the Diamond Jubilee World Tour. He's been on the road for 10 months covering the U.S., Canada, Australia, Japan, Mexico, and much of Europe. He's 75 years old at this point. Wow. Thank you, Ken Mole. A little longer. Let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. Talk about a life. (laughs) He sure did have a life. Probably really just had a great time the whole time. I think he might have struggled. Uh, he definitely struggled with sleep issues. He was always up until the middle of the night, and he had to have people sort of sit up with him. Well, that's because he probably was like, why would I go to sleep? I'm Frank Sinatra. That I may can have do been. anything I want. That may have been. This <laughs> doesn't make sense. I mean, I wouldn't go to sleep if I was Frank Sinatra. I don't go to sleep, and I'm Matt Myra. Could you imagine if I was Frank Sinatra? Ha! Do you have trouble sleeping? Uh, I sleep. I go to sleep late. Yeah. Um, and then because I have a child, I wake up very early. This week I've been averaging about three hours of sleep at night. Interesting. So. You seem fresher than me. Let's talk. Well, I took a nap. Let's talk about it. This is directed by Gabriel Beaumont. Teleplay by Ronald D. Moore. Story by Ron Jarvis and Philip A. Sorsa. As Captain Picard is playing host to three young winners of a shipboard science contest. Now, let me just say. Okay. I feel like it should just be called the science fair. All right, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. I'm just saying. What did he call it? Shipboard Science Contest. (laughs) That's what they call it. I don't know. Well, we'll take a listen. I would argue he's probably right because he had to write this book. A catastrophe strikes the ship, causing violent power failures, total disruption of communications, and an almost complete shutdown of the systems. On the bridge, Troy is shocked to find herself in command and facing a monumental decision. The disaster has weakened the magnetic containment field surrounding the ship's antimatter pods, and an explosion could occur at any moment. Ensign Rowe argues that they must separate the sausage section immediately, while O'Brien points out that they have no way of knowing if anyone is still alive in engineering. In 10 forward, Riker, Data, Worf, and Keiko uh, treat the injured, while Geordi and Crusher find themselves trapped in a cargo bay threatened by a radioactive fire, and Captain Picard has his leg broken and is trapped in a damaged turbo lift with three very frightened children. Now... While Troy struggles to come to a decision regarding the saucer separation, Riker and Data decide to leave 10 forward for engineering, where they will attempt to restore power. After being trapped in an access tube by an electrical current, Data is forced to sacrifice his body, but not his head, to allow them to continue. Meanwhile, Keiko shocks Worf by going into labor. Picard and the three children attempt to reach safety as Crusher and LaForge decide their only hope is to extinguish the fire by opening the airlock. Riker reaches engineering and uses Data's head to tap into the ship's circuits. Uh, He notes the failing pod field in the nick of time. Troy, seconds away from jettisoning the the star drive section, is overjoyed when the powers are stirred. Restored. (laughs) Picard and the children are (laughs) rescued. He's doing it too. Forge and Crusher escape. And Keiko, with Worf's assistance, gives birth to a baby girl. Well, Andy. That's what happened. I think that. That's a long one. Uh, that was because well you had to an A B and C and a D storyline. I guess that's so you true. had to write. Right now, let me just say that I think the Netflix discuss the, the next Netflix, Netflix description. We're both having problems of this episode. Yeah, uh, hang on, let me just pull it back up here. I'm gonna hit pause just so I can get that. The description of it made me laugh 
really hard because according to this episode why why am I not getting the description mother freaker if you work at Netflix and you'd like us there, to do an after show it. for you please when uh, the enter- get in touch here's the here, when the enterprise's systems are disrupted after hitting a quantum filament Troy is left in command while Captain Picard is stuck in a turbo lift <laughs> that's this episode this this line right here Troy is left in command while Captain Picard is stuck in a turbo lift sounds like a sitcom might be the best premise I've ever heard <laughs> I would love an episode that was that I don't want any other problems with the ship I just want for some reason Picard's in a turbo lift and that somehow makes Troy in command I gotta get up there <laughs> I don't have no idea what kind of decisions Troy's making up there probably emotional ones if I know her <laughs> why is no one talking to me Captain's Lock, Stardate 45156.1. Our mission to Mudor 5 has been completed, and since our next assignment will not begin for several days, we're enjoying a welcome respite from our duties. Mudor 5. Boy, Come on, Michael, guys. <laughs> you, know, you don't care for it? Who, who would name their planet Mudor 5? I mean, probably the people of the Mudor system. Ugh. <laughs> Mudor. It's funny how many systems just call their things, uh, you Five. know. Yeah. Yeah. Seti Alpha think 7. People have said, writing in, just like, why don't they just call there's one and then everything else is something. Unless it's, I guess, the fifth planet. Yeah, they but. just go in order from the star. But, like, if it's a populated, a lot of times it's a universe of populated uh, civilizations that have been there for as long as humans have been on Earth. Yeah. You'd think they'd be like, oh, no, no, no. We don't, we don't, This we called this planet Glumdar. This is not right. Galactic 4. Right. Welcome to Glamdar. Although maybe other species aren't as uh, self-centered as, as humanity is. <laughs> and humanity's like, we're the center of the universe. Well, I mean, they this seem will to be, be Earth. They seem to be okay with uh, calling it uh, Terra. Mm-hmm. You know, again, a word they also invented. It's very confusing. Yeah. Wait a minute, we decided on Hero after my father. We talked about this last night. That's right, and we decided on Hero. Wait, I've got it. William. It's a great name, William O'Brien. It's got a nice ring to it. A wharf is bored out of his fucking. <laughs> he does not like dealing with these people. Yeah, I tell you what, he doesn't like. He doesn't like that they have nothing to do. He's like, why aren't I on duty? Yeah. Why are we just sitting here in ten forward? He's a workaholic. Oh. He's a wharfaholic. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> See, I'm not. Oh, I don't know puns. Hey, come out with a wharfaholic. I did it, guys. Gentlemen, I'm back on the rails. <laughs> He's just doing somersaults. What is he doing so with it? He's fixing his, his, his right baldric. Oh, going to be a hell of a gymnast. May I? Sure. It's very apropos, Matt. There, feel it? When he's not Baby turning, stuff. he's kicking or punching. Yeah. When I want to sleep, he wants to wake up. At this point, I just wish it were over. Have to go. I'm a transporter simulation on the bridge. Brian looks very Bye-bye, handsome Michael. in this episode. When doesn't O'Brien? Very handsome. He's all over the map. I, th- I, d- I disagree. I think Chief O'Brien is always the most handsome person on any episode <laughs> no, of Trekkies in. A very hot take. No. Come on, Jordy. No. Just try it once. So is she just here to get him in this in the musical, the HMS Pinafore? Is she just here to do that? She's not here for any medical reason. Yeah, I think or like they're that, not transporting like vaccines or anything. Yeah, I don't think that's it. They're not transporting vaccines to Glumdar 7. <laughs> <laughs> the Moodorians need their Moodoriacs. It is not as hard as you think. 
I'm telling you, you will be terrific. the very model of a modern major general. I've information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. No, I, I can't. I can't do yes, this. Yes, you can. I cannot sing in front of people. You were terrific. You were a little off pitch, but I think I can take care of that. Thank God she came back to Earth. What do you mean? She well, He wasn't terrific. He was very off pitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a little pitchy, Jordy. If they just let that... Uh... Hey, Jordy, it was a little pitchy, dog. Nice. <laughs> nice. Andy Sakata, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack Friday nights at UCB. Check it out. Captain, also, Swarm, like first Saturday of the month, 9 p.m., UCB Sunset. This guy never stops plugging. I feel like I rarely plug those Plugaholic. shows. To the winners of the Primary School Science Fair. Thank you. Thank you. Deanna Troy, you're correct. Dr. Trek. Shot it with your science uh, contest. You had a really good point. Why did he make it so complicated? Why did you do I that? I was kind of rooting for Nemechek to, to assumed, shut you down I on that one. I honestly assumed he was correct. Yeah. Uh, Andy, look. I don't know how to do this without being mean to children. Uh, fair. Except for the fact that they are grown adults now. Right. And let me just say the following. Okay. Had I been cast in this role at a similar age to these three uh, uh, actors, uh-huh. I would have been even worse. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> you would have been adorable. But one of these kids, nope, all of them, are really, it's just fascinating that they just were like, cut, all right, we're going to use that take. I, I guess it must have been fair. You know, they always say kids and animals are the worst to work with in show business. And I think it, assume it was very difficult for them to wrangle all the, can you imagine? I wonder what Patrick Stewart must, what do you think? You think Patrick Stewart has short patient the short patience of a professional Shakespearean actor that's just like no, they're not I think not with performing children. organically. No, 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 no. You think that he's children? I think he's probably like he's just they'll delighted. They'll develop their craft, yeah, eventually. But in the meantime, let me turn off notifications. That was Matt's computer. Everybody, send your emails to Andy to complain about Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. This is Marissa, Jay Gordon, and Patterson. They're here for their tour. Like, that's an interesting choice to just not just... They, they couldn't even stay on a three-shot. Yeah, that's true. They had to go boom. They had to, they had to move the camera the entire time because these kids are flaring the lens left and right. It's out of control. Hello. Can we see the battle bridge in Torpedo Bay? No, I'm a... Is, are his eyeline... Is he... Maybe his eyeline is looking at Troy also. Hmm. The littlest kid. Could be. But we will be visiting the hydroponics and the astrophysics laboratories. I'm sure you'll have a wonderful time. Well, you know what? This is this is bad directing. Why? Here's why. Okay. There's no established two shot of Riker, of uh, Troy and Picard. That's true. Well, so, maybe they have it. But well, they use it? No, I mean, why not use it though? Because if you use that shot, this kid automatically becomes a better actor. Yeah. <laughs> like. Because it's, I just want to see it just to see if they did Captain, it again. Captain, I'd like to introduce okay, so you to the winners single, of the primary single. school science fair. This is Marissa. Now we're in this Jay weird Gordon following shot. They're here for their tour. Hello. 
Can we see the Battle Bridge in Torpedo Bay? See, because that kid, you're not watching. I want you to watch this kid. I'm sorry, I found a claim very, to fame, and I was he very excited. Very, he, he looks so. Watch this kid. Okay, with just watch what I'm talking about, Andy. I just know, for this I one know. Thing. This is a very, this is a we're very in a lot of visual. guest star area. It's this difficult very, for me to stay focused on two things at once. I figure you're discussion. just I'm manning trying, the helm, and you're I'm, doing your thing. I'm trying to. All right, talk go to ahead. You. I am listening. You also make television. I understand. Go ahead. And I'm trying to trying to give these kids the benefit of the doubt here okay now just watch the scene again with me <laughs> and watch how weird it is captain i'd like to introduce you to the winners of the primary school science fair that they don't establish this it. Is they don't Marissa, establish it and then Jay this Gordon kid is looking down looks at picard and troy but Can we without the establishing shot torpedo bay no, it just I'm looks like not. he's reading something well that yeah i mean but that kid clearly has no perception of of looking at anybody, I tried, guys. Like I don't even think it comes. Mean Andy again. I don't. I don't even think that kid's. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think he's. I, I mean, they must have given him someone to look at. We will be visiting. He's looking at hydroponics. He's looking at the crew. I think. I don't know. Laboratories. Not by that. I don't. I'm mean sure that. you'll have a wonderful. But why not give us a two shot? I'm. Yeah. Well, if you'll come. Well, I can tell you why they probably weren't there on the same day. But by the way, he. Oh no! There they are. There's the a kid master. wants to see the torpedo bay, and then he pawns him off on some terrible thing, and then he's he's like, then they're into it. That kid wouldn't have been satisfied by that. By the astro astro, where were they going? The photography uh, yeah. and the hydroponics bay. Yeah, no, no kid that wants to see the torpedo bay would have cared about that. You know, if he wants to go to the hydroponics bay, I suggest he visits uh, Epcot. You know, you can go visit the uh, the land pavilion. Same thing. Um, wait, I have I have something here. Andy has something, everybody. Secundas claim the fame. I know from something big. Who did you have a claim to fame for in this scene, Andy? It was for the blonde kid, John Christian Graz. And uh, I was like, I know that kid. Um, from something big. From yeah, something yeah, big. Yeah, heard the sound clip. Yeah, you heard the sound clip, so you know the deal. Then a ton of things, L.A. Law, Beverly Hills 90210. Um, but the thing that I knew him from was Seinfeld, uh, and he was Matthew in two different episodes. Mm-hmm. One was the parking space, and one was the non-fat yogurt. And I don't remember exactly what his, what his part was in that, but I know he yelled at somebody. Okay. He there yelled at somebody. And he was, was he playing a kid? He was a kid then, right? He was still a kid. Yeah, it was like about the same time. Wow. He was also in Dookie Hauser. Whoa. This kid did it all. He did Babylon 5, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. You know what it shows? ER. It shows because of the three of them, he, he looked at the camera the least. It's true. <laughs> and he abruptly stopped working in 1999. I don't know if it was abrupt. Well, he, okay, I guess so. It was 10 years. He had 10 years. He had a run, you know? Yeah. That's fair. He's probably a doctor now. I hope so. I'm not sure who to feel sorry for. The captain or the kids. I think that was worth an audible chuckle from you, Troy. Yeah, she really... Yeah, she didn't give up on that one. (laughs) Can't stop watching this kid on the left. I don't. No, he's not. I cannot stop. I'm. I, my brain is like. Did they? Was it? Was like. Maybe he was a. Was the new Little Rascals in production? <laughs> what was it that took all the children out of Hollywood? It's a good question. 
Well, Jake Gordon, I guess he, had, uh, he was probably locked and loaded from the beginning. They were probably like yeah, this wrote kid, the episode for him. This kid had three parts, and that was at 1991 and 1992. And then someone said, he doesn't he doesn't have an eye line. Or he said, Mom, I don't want to do this. Yes, that Science is also possible. Perhaps some of you will choose to pursue a career in Starfleet. I have to say, for someone who doesn't uh, enjoy children as much as the established character of Jean-Luc Picard this doesn't enjoy me. children, he's really handling these children like a pro. I assume we're supposed to we're supposed to sort of infer that he had that he had grown since those times with Wesley and whatnot, because he's like he's operating as though that that part of him never existed. It is a little, uh, I, I would say, out of character, but. The character could have gotten there. It's frankly, it's out of character that he would have even agreed to this. I think he agrees to it every year. It's a sad thing, you know. Yeah. Just wait for Captain Picard Day. You're going to see that pretty soon. Well then, the other one is um, Erica Flores. Very funny. Uh, what did you do? I'm still for the It's a good edit. Right I planted radishes in the special dirt, and they came up all weird. Okay, now he's not looking at anybody. No. He's looking off to the left. Yeah. Do you think like someone is pantomiming the lines to him? Or do you think someone's holding up radishes, some dirt, and a picture of Weird Al Yankovic so he can remember his lines? <laughs> that a good way to coach a kid. But I don't See, think that's it. That's very... I think that kid just can't maintain his eye line. And you? And somebody needs to talk to him. An analysis of the lifespan of the swarming moss on Gone Out 4. See, now that kid's a pro. for 20 hours, then they all die. How interesting. He's overplaying it a little and bit. you? Flores, she should have worked more. She worked a, a decent amount, because more than the rest of them. But said nothing. <laughs> but but I mean, she you could deliver see, a line. Yeah, there. but she was. She was. You could see she was inhabiting the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy watching the kid falling down, acting. We're falling. Well, I mean, it's just like premise-wise. I really like the premise of this episode. Yes, I do as well. I like I like just the hard fucking shaking that's happening. Yeah, which is more than we ever see on. Uh, I've turned it down because we got an email complaint about us talking while clips are happening during pivotal moments of a show that he should have already watched. But anyway, um, in, in fairness, that was what I responded to him. I said I will forward it to Matt, but I believe he will say exactly what you just said. <laughs> Why are you listening to us <laughs> to get what happens in the episode? Watch the episode, then come on by. It was actually very nice of it. It wasn't a mean email. It was nice. And he congratulated. Thank you for congratulating me on the baby. <laughs> but I did try. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to listen because I think he has a point. Yes. It is hard probably to understand what the fuck we are saying while the audio is happening back there. I do when I listen to like. Andy what, says he has no control over it. But the reality is he does just start plowing through talking while it's playing and doesn't. I'm like, oh, wait, now I got to pause it. Yeah, but what, look, what am look, I supposed to very not? Guilty. Yeah, but am I supposed to not be talking? I don't have control no, over it. No, you should talk. If I had control over it, I would stop it when I started talking, and I would stop it when you started talking. But I don't. But I don't have a strong anyway, opinion. Anyway, long on story it. short. Uh, <laughs> but I did really. I like watching all the inertial dampers go, and 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 just this seemingly competent person here who. Uh, We've never seen before. Yeah, there's a bunch of people we've never seen. Which one dies? 
the left. Yeah. What happened? Sensors are picking up subspace She has a ton of lines. High energy particles directly to starboard. She has five lines and then she's dead. That's more than most ensigns get. Looks like we ran into a quantum filament. Damage report. She's also With primary good. life support. Switching to secondary system. I kind of feel bad. What do you think about uh, Marina's acting here? She really is playing it. I am lost. Well, I guess it's accurate. Impulse and warp engines are offline. There's another filament moving toward us, sir. All decks, brace for impact. I'd like that to be my death line. <laughs> do you want that? What do you want on your uh, tombstone? Pepperoni and cheese. Mm, tombstone pizza. Uh, got it. It's an old commercial. Yeah, see, I didn't get it. You know why? <laughs> Pun blindness. Pun blindness, commercial blindness to commercials that aired for a little while in 1992. Commercial blindness. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny, Andy. We were just last week... I'm going to say last week. Last episode we were talking, I was talking about Troy not getting enough to do. Yeah. Um, weirdly coincidentally. If I didn't realize this episode was next um, until a little bit later into that discussion. But, yeah, we see her uh, in inaction. <laughs> I'm all right. What do you mean in inaction? She's taking no action. Oh. Rather than seeing someone in action, I'm seeing her in in action. It was a pun? Oh. Good God. <laughs> Troy to Sick Bay. Counselor Troy to Captain Picard. That guy, do you think they told him pretend you had bad chili? The way he was acting. <laughs> I mean that would have been one way to go. Maybe I just, just decided maybe that was his actor secret. <laughs> How do you play Hurt on the floor of the Enterprise? You know my secret? I pretend I had bad chili. Yeah. <laughs> Crafty. Counselor Troy to any crew member, please acknowledge. <laughs> this is Mott the Barber. <laughs> What's happening up there? I don't know. Well, I don't either. I'm in the hairdressing spot. I just severely messed up some guy's head. <laughs> also, is it murder if it's an accident? <laughs> uh, Mott, could you please clear the channel? ID? Well, you said any crew member available. This is, this is what you oh, get. boy. I don't get to talk now? <laughs> I just think you don't like bullions, counselor. <laughs> medical team to the bridge the computer's down it looks like we still have impulse power but not much else how do you know that <laughs> what do you mean didn't he just see it in the thing he saw nothing everything's down there's no monitors Lieutenant Monroe. maybe he can feel it under his feet oh I see there's the the, the uh, tactical station has a display up Face. Chief O'Brien. By the way, I think that her, the ops officer right there. Yes. I think he would have gone to her first before yes. checking the turbo lift. Yeah, well, I think anybody would have. People really didn't care. I guess they didn't The notice. turbo lifts aren't working. We're trapped up here. It is dark, so in fairness, how would you see? I feel like you would have seen the sparks. <laughs> so this is how Shut he up. broke his Shut leg, up. Huh? 
Are you... Are you children all right? What would they do to teach Starfleet personnel to deal with pain since most often pain is almost immediately removed by the technology? Teach them to deal with pain. Well, it's like in this situation, if you if you had never if you had rarely dealt with pain, you should be like, oh my god, I can't think of nothing else. Yeah, but it's not like I think I can't imagine they're always. It's like you don't go to urgent care for everything, do you? No, I don't go to urgent care, but I would find it very difficult. It's like you know they like, train you sprained your ankle. They train Navy SEALs to deal with like pain and and impossible situ- situations physically and all this stuff, so that if, when they're in it, then they can hack it. I wonder if they do stuff like that, because in the future there's not as much pain. They seem to Warf knows how to deliver a baby. They seem to yes. really uh, open, open cover everything for, for as much as they can. Yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't try to fashion a splint. That's a good point. This is Picard. It's a good throat acting there. This is the captain. Does anyone read me? Why don't they answer? All right, Max, knock it off. They're all dead. Nice. They're not dead. Communication is down, that's all. We're going to die, too. That's why I would be on it. We are not. That's the anti of uh, the science there. Now listen to me. No one here is going to die. The bridge will be sending a rescue party as soon as possible. So, I want you all to stop crying. Everything is going to be all right. That's more like Picard. Yeah, that's more Picard. <laughs> my favorite one, by the way. I did it again! Matt, acknowledge my pun. No. Aww. This is the Federation Starship Enterprise calling any vessel within like range. On fire. We are in distress and need assistance. Please respond. Uh, how crazy would it be if the board responded? Oh my god, that would have been what amazing. What a great episode. Oh gosh. Next time. <laughs> Next time <laughs> on Star Trek. <laughs> Matt's imagined episode. I'm still not sure. The same plot, except this time the Borg show up. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the new Best of Both Worlds, where this time there's two Borg ships. <laughs> got the message on all to repeat and see if we get a response. I wonder if O'Brien looks better because they put more makeup on him because he was a central character this time. What? I don't know. They, maybe so they spent more time on, on... Why are you so hung up on the fact that you think Chief O'Brien looks better? <laughs> I just think he looks fantastic. <laughs> It's only the first episode he's been on in a while. Maybe he <laughs> he lost some weight. Maybe he was when he was doing like the Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain. Mm-hmm. He was like uh, finally home and sure. relaxed, and he came back to work. And he's like, okay, that movie is snoozeville. Well, they go up a hill and come down a mountain. What, what part of it isn't a snooze? I don't know. You got this guy. You got Hugh pails, Grant. You got pails of dirt. I think it's Andy McDowell. I think that's the issue. You all right? I'm alive. What the hell happened? Yes. We were hit by. No, it's a mini driver. No, it's, Andy, it's, it's I think another it's Andy McDowell. It's curly hair. It's curly black hair. Greatness. That's Andy McDowell. Quantum filament. Most of our systems are down. We haven't been able to contact anybody off the bridge. Well, don't count on leaving through there. An emergency bulkhead closed just beneath that lift. Confinement mode. Right. Isolation protocol. I'm. Um... Ensign Rowe on top of it gets herself out of the turbo lift. She's on fire. I, I, what do you think of Troy's? Uh... I mean, I feel like she could have completely put it all together here instead of going like 
Can't take anybody off the bridge. Was someone, well, don't, it was someone okay. named Tara Fitzgerald. Sorry. I was playing a clip, know, Andy. I apologize. Just to make what I had previewed. This is why it doesn't work, listener. <laughs> why, which Andy part doesn't work? reads and, and, and is not paying attention to the visual thing that's happening. It's true. I'm saying, listen to this line that she says. Andy's still reading. <laughs> I will just say you I, now I have to point it out fair. because of the email I that was this, sent to us. But I'll say almost seventy percent of the time. I you, oh lift. <laughs> you do not listen to something I'm saying. Like I'm doing a bit, I'm doing I'm making a point, and you're sort of going off on your own thing and you interrupt me or whatever. So it's a two way street, my Yeah. Own. Well, look, I think my way I have luxury lanes here. I'm like double wide over on this side. I don't know how that applies to this situation. Well, it's a good. Better better side of the street over here. All right. Anyway. I just wanted to talk about Troy not knowing any okay, basic go ahead. starship I, You have my full attention. And I think it's weird the way that she addresses it. Confinement mode. Right. Isolation protocol. I'm um, not really familiar with that protocol. <laughs> She's weird, right? She's a bridge officer on the Enterprise yeah. and she doesn't. Have we we never established whether she's gone through full Starfleet training. She has. Well, that's weird, then. If the computer senses a hull breach, it automatically closes emergency bulkheads to isolate the breach. By the way, this is something I would say uh, medium Star Trek fans who've watched a lot of episodes know. <laughs> and, I mean, I like the device of using Chief O'Brien... Uh, using Troy as the audience, yeah, sort of a situation, and Chief O'Brien is giving the exposition to Troy, right? Uh, you know, I like that's a nice device that they're using in the script, but it just much like I feel like Picard is too friendly to the children. I feel like Troy is too incompetent uh-huh. initially. I so. think that's fair. It, I mean, to me, it just raises questions about what her training is and what her preparation was for this. And if she was not prepared or trained, then why does she have that rank? It seems like the rank is the, should be the main determining factor uh, based on the... It should be determined based on the hierarchy and how effective they'll be. Yeah. Until we can clear those bulkheads, we'll be cut off from the rest of the ship. I have partial sensors back online. I'm glad I'm not dead like the other ensign. I'm picking up. By the way, what do they do with her body? <laughs> That's a really good point. Do you think Captain Picard's going to freak out if we should leave this in here? Should just, put should it in just put it in his ready room or yeah. just on the couch? What do you think? No, wait, wait, wait. Packing Captain Picard. Don't go in there yet. Theoretic <laughs> life <laughs> At the end of the episode. The the episode. We forgot. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> did you take Ensign? <laughs> I thought you did. Oh, no. It's throughout the saucer section. There. Kids, please, come in my ready room. Good to see you. The yeah, door opens. <laughs> Dead body on the floor. Ah! <laughs> what about ten Don't cry. Dan, da, 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 da. <laughs> ten forward. My wife's there. I'm sorry, Chief. I like, I like the way she says ten forward. She'll sensors back online. No time for a drink. There are definitely survivors. What about ten forward? Ten forward. What are you worried about, Guinan? You in love with Guinan? <laughs> My wife's there. Oh, yeah, you got a wife. I'm sorry, Chief. The readings are not that specific. Can you scan the drive section? I'm not reading any life signs in the drive section. 
But could the sensors be malfunctioning? There's no way to know. Without the main computer, I can't run full diagnostic. Can you sense anything, Counselor? There are a lot of people still alive. Many of them are hurt, but I, I can't tell where they are. That is, I, I think they're below us. That is the most <laughs> irritating aspect of this episode. Yeah. That it's like they, they put even, her in a position give her that. where the one thing that she does is the thing that would make her the reasonable person to be put in command. And they don't allow her to do it. <laughs> we need to start emergency procedures. Who's the duty officer? Lieutenant Monroe was in command. I will say, dead. I feel like they don't even... At the end, when she makes the big, the big time decisions, I feel like they sort of imply. At least I feel like they're implying it's more her intuition. Like she has a sharp intuition, but they don't even imply that on some level she is sensing the emotions and sorting through it. Oh, yeah, I didn't think that was implied at all. And I feel like that's a better way to do it. I was also here's my here's my writing pitch. You have something. She has some Betazoid. process she goes through like whether it's like some spock like meditation or something where it's like okay i gotta (laughs) turn my betazoid skills up to 10 everybody shut up i'm gonna fucking focus and get into this and she like sits on the floor and figures and then it's just like okay i'm reading jordy he's alive we got to do this some some crap like that that i that feels like i would take away from what the episode well, I know it do. takes away from the theme, and that's the thing. But it's a weird situation. This is the one thing she does, and they're not really allowing her to do it even now. I think she could have just explained it away, but like in a, in emergency situations like this, when there's been a lot of trauma, and there are so many emotions on the ship, it becomes difficult to sort through them. <coughs> I I don't know. I guess thirteen hundred people on the ship. You know. There's just a lot of questions about what Troy is capable of, and I it's think they never frustrating. Quite figured it out. That's yeah. the problem. I believe Counselor Troy is the senior officer on the deck. Why she doesn't say this herself drives me crazy. That they make O'Brien say she carries the rank of lieutenant commander. Yeah. She's a scared. Counselor Troy. This she gummy? carries the rank of lieutenant commander. She I can't even do the I'd empath like, thing. That's Commander Troy to you now, as we were. Yep. The big, the big moment here is, oh, just going like, oh boy, let anyone in Starfleet. Side note: so happy we're seeing Ensign Row episodes. I'd forgotten when I started the episode, and I was so delighted. Like another Ensign Row episode. This is great. She's not in a ton, right? What is her? No, is I her think number? I looked like it up. I think nine. it's only like six, not even nine. Yeah. I'd um, really savor these. I'd appreciate some suggestions. I recommend we initiate emergency procedure Alpha 2. Bypass computer control and place all systems on manual override. Mm, I like Alpha 1. What is Alpha 1? Tell me. <laughs> Seems like that's one better than 2. No? <laughs> Have we thought of Delta 5? <laughs> How many are there? Let's do one of Will's special maneuvers. The Riker maneuver. Yeah, let's do the Riker what, what maneuver. Was the Riker, Riker maneuver? something something. Oh, that happens in Insurrection. Yeah. Oh I no, see. they had, they did it in Best of Both Worlds too, I think. Didn't they? Yeah, they must have because I, I haven't seen Insurrection. If this works, I wouldn't be surprised if they call it the Riker maneuver. No, that's 
Oh, maybe. That's in Star Trek Insurrection. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But there is a thing that he says. I'll tell you what it is, buddy, what the Riker maneuver is in in Insurrection. It's uh, collecting uh, flammable gas into the the buzzards of the Enterprise, like collecting it in and then releasing it behind them and igniting it. Nice. Um, You know, he does some maneuver. Spoiler alert. (laughs) He does some maneuver against the cube, and he calls it Riker maneuver something something. Oh, no, but that's like evasive action pattern right now. know, but it's one of those things they that all he have. programmed in his own yeah, special but thing. but they all have them. Yeah. They all have their own choices. All right. You know, it's like when you get in a new job, Andy, you like to program your desktop a certain way. Sure. You're like, mm, I like the trash over here mm-hmm. and this picture of Matt on the desktop. <laughs> hey, buddy. May I suggest that our next priority be to stabilize life support? to try and re-establish intership communications. Yes. Mr. Mandel, I'd like you to assist on some role. Yes, sir. Okay, but if I get up, no one's going to be sitting here. I wonder what she's looking at on the screen right now. It's probably blank, right? <laughs> yeah. She's looking seriously at the screen, but there's probably nothing there. The synth hall won't work! The synth hall won't work! <laughs> This replicator just keeps making Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get out of here. Ten four is going to be full of Rice Krispies. <laughs> How are you feeling? Okay. A little foggy. Just lie still for a while. I'm going to get you to sick bay as soon as we can. Okay. Boy, he's got away with everyone. Report. I've surveyed all the turbo lifts and service crawlways on this deck. Access to the bridge has been completely severed by emergency bulkheads. Sick bay? Heavy damage to Section 23A has cut off access to sick bay. I have ordered a security team to bring casualties here until further notice. I- but I'm the chief of security. <laughs> Why didn't you ask me? We should assume the worst, that everyone on the bridge Sash is dead. There's no one I can... Tr- it was dusty. Now it's not. Anyway, what's <laughs> happening? Well, this ship. In that circumstance, reestablishing control of the ship should be our top priority. Agreed. I like that he just is assuming everyone on the bridge is dead. Yeah. <laughs> really. Get to engineering? No, sir. The most direct route is blocked, but I believe we can use a starboard service crawlway. Okay. You and I will try to get there, Mr. Worf. This room is about to fill up with wounded in a few minutes. They're going to need help. I want you to stay in charge here. Yes, sir. Let's go. Over here. Yes, sir. No, no. There. Okay. <laughs> Closer. <laughs> Good. Clear the power shunt. Let me move this table. Right. He just throws it across the room. And bypass the flow current. And the computer still won't release the doors. Can we force them open? Yeah, we can try. There's an emergency hand actuator. I kind of respect that it's just an episode about the... That like this really seems like it's it's like hobbled the crew and the ship in a way that very few interactions with giant alien situations do, and I kind of like that there's no big you know reveal of it was actually this alien or this you know situation that well was, yeah I think it's like hitting an iceberg in uh, the ocean you know yeah I really like it I think there is I think they should have just gone ABC but I, I, I do like the, I, I think there are too many storylines happening. Well, where I like this one. That doesn't necessarily bother me. What bothers you about that? Well, it's like once we separate Picard, once we separate Data and Riker, mm-hmm. it then becomes 
we're having to check in on Data Riker, Worf and Ten Forward, the bridge crew, these dum-dums. It's really a D, too. Yeah, yeah. It's it just is like... D story. It's overwhelming. It's the NCC-1701 D story. Oh, yeah, I like that. Why don't you like that? It's too much for my I, little brain to comprehend. I like it. You've got a new problem. I like them breaking the structure. But I really do like the... Trial. And they tie them all in. It's all tied to the main issue. Right. Well, I like... Uh, I really like the... Uh, I don't know which one I get rid of, honestly. If you, if you ask me to choose, I don't know. Well, the... Well, maybe the turbo P- lift, honestly. The Picard one ends up being the silliest one, but that's mostly because of the performances. But I really like this whole situation that they're facing in this uh, cargo bay. I love it. And I love the fact that, that uh, she's involved only because she tried to get Jordy to do something he didn't want to do. Yeah. Which was act in her dumb play. Would have been kinda... That 17 people are going to go to when they turn 10 forward into a theater again. And uh, you know what? Quite frankly, it's not worth our time. They should have. Uh, they should have had it tied that into the end, and like the way that they maintain consciousness while they're they getting the sucked out in space is by singing "Pirates of Penzance." Uh, I will say that every time I've had to hold my breath for a very long period of time, yeah, uh, be it uh, swimming uh, or like uh, trying to stay afloat in an ocean or in uh, whatever, um, the breathing method I use since I saw this episode when I was a kid has been the way that they breathe, where I'm. Steadying my breath, slow inhale, exhale, and then I take one deep breath and go. Which I learned from this episode of Star Trek. We also had a, uh, on the Guardians of the Galaxy um, podcast, uh, currently in our president's circle on Patreon, um, we uh, we had a debate about what happens when you're exposed to space. And I think she goes into a very detailed explanation of it here. I wonder if it's all accurate. This is all accurate. Yeah, yeah. This is, well, this isn't more. This isn't about being exposed to space. This is it's more with the about, vacuum. It's about not having oxygen and being in a vacuum. Is it with the space? Because the space exposure is so quick. And oh, then it doesn't do it. Seals, it's just the oxygen. Remember, and then they have to get over to the. Yeah. I see. Um, but anyway, the plasma fire looks pretty good. By the way, it does. I have to say, for for an effect uh, from nineteen ninety one. Great. On a television, on a syndicated TV show. I agree. They do a pretty good job. He's wearing your favorite coat there. Yeah. The Picardigan. There's a very big uh, mark you can see on the floor in this episode also. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll show you. It's sure. Right. Well, what was that? I don't know. After that director was slapping down the marks in, in rage every 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, you. Sit here. <laughs> Don't look at anyone when you speak, okay? <laughs> Just look off to the side the next time you say words, and it'll probably work. Okay, try it again. A mark is where an actor stands. Sometimes there's tape. What was that? Better. No. Shocking, by the way, that he was so close to touching the top of the turbo lift. It's true. Um, so, what do you think? I mean, this is so like creative of him. First of all, she has two holes in her sweater, and I'll tell you why, Andy. Ooh, probably because this is from a different take, and they were like, "Oh, we got to take the pips off." Oh shit! They made holes in her sweater. Ah, no one's gonna notice. Ah, <laughs> oh, smart detective work. And here's Matt noticing 
30 years later. <laughs> I need a first officer to help yeah. me. Yeah. You're the oldest. And so that makes you my number one. Number one? That's what I always call my first officer. So, here. That is why. It's right there. Now, number one, we need a crew to help us get that hatch off. Unless that girl's traveling through time. She was in a Don't temporal rift. She was from the would future. Make an excellent sign. That could have happened in a quantum film, and I think. Yeah. It's unclear. I like the, the part where O'Brien's like, no, no, no. It's not like a quantum. It's not like a <laughs> whatever she, whatever Troy thinks it she was. She has some theory. Like, no, it's not like that at all. No. But he's so nice about it. Yeah, but I also like Officer. that it, it feeds Roe just being like, oh, Jesus Christ. What do you say, Jay? Will you join our crew? It's Jay Gordon. Of course. Forgive me, Jay Gordon. I accept. How funny would it be if Picard asked this kid who likes radishes not to be on the crew? <laughs> and you... Can I be on the crew? No. No. I don't think you're quite cut out for this crew. <laughs> you could be a civilian historian if you like. 20th century historian. Can I be an officer too? Well, let me see. Uh, your science project involved radishes, did it not? Yes, sir. We have no use for anyone who did radish work. Thank you. <laughs> this is the other thing. He gives him this cute title. The, the kid that w- wanted to see the Torpedo Bay, he wouldn't have been happy about this radish title. Yeah, he is like, uh, I don't know, that kid, he's, he's talking to that kid like the kid's four. I shall appoint you my executive officer in charge of radishes. There. <sighs> right. Then let's get to work. Now, please give those back. I've had them since I got this stop lead. Well, you've given away your rank. We don't have to listen to you anymore. <laughs> Turns into fucking uh, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> they make Picard oh, pay. You don't like that? <laughs> Just kill him. <laughs> Maybe you won't want me standing on your broken leg like this. Oh, my God. These guys are so mean. <laughs> so Riker and, and Data crawl through a turbo lift. Uh, I love that Troy that I keep calling Jordy Troy for some reason I love that Jordy and Crusher figure this out power of this transporter the radiation level is about 20% lower at this end of the bay let's move the containers over to here it's a good idea it'll buy us some time you know we're gonna have to do this by hand with all the radiation floating around in here, we can't trust the anti-grav units. Just a lot of time devoted to moving things. <laughs> I believe this is where she says it, right? So, it's like a cosmic string? No. That's a completely different phenomenon. <laughs> Damn, I almost paid attention in that class. I really, I really wanted to get a good point in there. How did you do that? I diverted power from the phaser array, and I dumped it into the engineering control system. You what? Engineering stations online, counselor. But that's a completely improper procedure. You can't just dump that much raw energy into a bridge terminal without... We are not going to get out of this by playing it safe. (laughs) 
What is our engine status, Ensign? We've got half impulse power available. But I'm getting some odd readings from the warp drive. I'm reading a spike in the warp field array. It looks like a containment deviation. Switch to primary bypass. Nothing. Field strengths are 40% and falling. We've got a problem. The quantum resonance of the filament caused a polarity shift in the antimatter containment field. When the filament hit us, the ship was momentarily charged. I'll explain for the audience. As if it had come in contact with a live electrical wire. That weakened the containment field surrounding the antimatter pods. The field strength is at 40% and it is still falling. If it falls to 15%, the field will collapse. And we'll have a containment breach. Which means? Which means the ship will explode. Okay. Thank you. Why does she not know <laughs> what happens when there's a breach? If yeah, it's like crazy to me. They what they write it they righted her. I'm gonna go. <laughs> they wrote her <laughs> to be so so inept. Yeah. I think it's too inept. I think they should have pulled it back twenty seven percent. Like we know what a warp core breach is. We've watched Star Trek. But if she, you could have organically put it into the. You could have organically put it into the dialogue between Roe and O'Brien. You don't need the moment for her to not understand. Yeah, but isn't that the whole like the same thing you were sort of saying about in response to my thing of like, oh, why didn't they allow her to do something else? If you don't show that she doesn't know what's going on, well, this is not for me. This 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 problem is not a problem of her not knowing what a warp core breach does. It's like she's being told the information. The warp core could breach. So we just could, not. We, we could separate. I things. see. It's not necessary for her. Not, not dumbing to her down know. that much. Yes, she would know, but she wouldn't be yeah. an expert, and therefore Rogue yeah, could still be like, she doesn't know what she's doing. We can't, you know. And also, like right. the, the 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 command quandary remains completely the same. Right? right. It's like the containment on the on the antimatter, whatever the containment on the warp field is falling. The sh- it will breach. And the ship will blow. We can separate the saucer section, saving everyone in the saucer section, but the star drive will blow. Right. Like, the problem is the same. You don't have to have her not know what the fuck happens in a warp core breach. Right. I guess that was... They were dumbing that. They were dumbing her down and, in the process, dumbing down for the audience. But also, like, they could have had her say... But if the... They could have had her say, but if the field integrity collapses, there'll be a breach. Right. Which is something that they would have had other crew do in other episodes yeah. that definitely knew what were yeah. going on. Yeah. Like, oh no, that means this. They don't would need the. They don't need the Miles O'Brien character right. in every episode of Star Trek. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a weird sort of like he's a proxy for the audience slash a proxy for. I don't know. It's very. It's weird, but I like the. I like this conversation. Commander. Much of my body framework is made up of tripolymers, a non-conductive material. Are you suggesting we use your body? Yes, sir. Data, there's half a million amps going through that arc. Could your body handle that much current? The power surge would cause a systems failure in my internal processors and melt my primary power couplings. However, there is a chance that the damage would not be irreparable. No. Commander, 
Our options are very limited. First of all, Android or not, I wouldn't ask anyone to take that kind of risk. Second, if the computer is not working in engineering, I'm going to need your help to get control of the ship. My positronic brain has several layers of shielding to protect me from power surges. It would be possible for you to remove my cranial unit and take it with you. Let me get this straight. You want me to take off your head? Yes, sir. It's good acting. He's sure. enjoying the scene. Is something wrong, sir? Well, Data, would you be all right? My memory core and neural nets are self-contained. I would be fine, sir. Like you said, our options are limited. What if for some weird reason Dr. Soong put his memory core in his in his butt? <laughs> <laughs> I will need my butt as well, sir. It's very well shielded. <laughs> um... This uh, this little electric-y field uh, made me think very much of video games, particularly Batman. They got a lot of stuff where you got to throw a, you got to knock out the the electrics first, and then throw your batarang oh, through sure. it. Sure, Spider-Man uses the same thing. Sure, you got to have some charged web. Yeah, is the new Spider-Man game good? That's great. It's just like Arkham, but Spider-Man. Really? I mean, literally. It's like even like to the point where let me put that on the every list. little. Oh, it's, I can't believe you haven't played it yet. You'd love it. Is that Activision still making those? No, it's uh, Insomnia Games. Okay, all right. I don't know. What do you uh, mean? You have to talk down to me about that. No, well, it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive, my friend. Yeah. It's not one of these games you can get on an Xbox. It's a great game. I can't believe you haven't played it yet. Is Activision just Xbox? I don't know what Activision does anymore. I think no. they still made They made the first uh, Spider-Man games, and they were great. We have different memories of Spider-Man games. Huh. Yeah. Well, not not first, but the whatever the first ones where you could free swing around the city. Dude, you have got to see like their rendering of New York in this game is insane. Oh, you can s- swing the entire island. Oh, like wow. the village is there. Ooh, I wonder if I can find my house. You might be able to. It depends on what part of the city. It's like a, it's like forty percent smaller than the actual island of Manhattan, but they've done a really good job of like. Like some neighborhoods, they've had to like turn into like one neighborhood kind of a thing. Like, that's yeah, that's what they did in the previous one. That's why they, I was frustrated because it was like, hey, this isn't here. But I will say this: whenever they're like, whenever you're being told like by the police chief or whatever in the game, "Welcome to Spider-Man Minute," um, when they're like, "You've got to go to blah 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 uptown," I'm like, I always in the game know what part of town I'm in and yeah. which way I'm going to swing. Oh, great. Because like you can always, like if you're sitting on Madison Square Garden or something, you're like, well, alright, I know how to get there. Yeah. Um, they had, in the older ones, they had landmarks and stuff that was like, oh, okay, I know where I'm going. But yeah. it was, it was a, such a collapsed version. Yeah, you'll see. You'd like it. Alright. I'd take Andy on a tour of it. Do you have right to now. fight a lot of robots? That was the thing that yeah, I don't know. I don't, don't like when there's no robots actually. Oh great, perfect. No robots. I don't like when you end up fighting drones for for hours. Anyway. This the thing happens, the data's fine. Should have thrown his battery get the electric battery. Are you alright? Did the shielding work? Apparently so, sir. My neural nets are still fully operational. You may begin by opening the ventral access panel located two centimeters below my right ear. Now we all know how to take Data's head off. It's true. All right. Come down. 
Lock, the locks are failing. Nice. But it would seem that they're damaged. Is that why we keep shaking? That's right. Now, when they give way, we shall fall. So, you've got to get your crew out of here before that happens. Now, there's a ladder that runs along the wall of the shaft. You can climb up that until you come to an open doorway. She's a good broken. performance. She's older, but she, she's nailing it. Um, good job, Erica Flores. Weird that they would have her say that line and be on the back of her head. It's television. We don't do that. Slow you down. You yeah. Need to Seems like they could have easily... Great performance. Andy, bad directing. That's what I'm saying. Well, that doesn't mean the performance isn't good. Oh, my God. Is this guy still directing? Is he like... Gonna, it's Gabriel Beaumont. Is he going to not give me jobs now? Oh, wait. I'll hire him. I'm a writer. <laughs> right. In television, the writers are king. Now you are the leader. They could have removed the wall there. You can't tell me you couldn't no, remove the wall there. Of course they could Of course they could have. That's definitely one set. Because guess what? They have her face here. <laughs> Maybe okay. it's the editor. Gabriel, it might have been the editor. Well, I the, apologize. Yeah, but the writers have the choice of how it's going to be edited in the end. So maybe it's the writer. Ron Moore, how dare you? Probably would have been. What's his face? Oh. <laughs> Rick Berman? <laughs> Rick Berman. Oh. Rise the bay. What about this? Bo has moved from the couch yeah. to the floor. Yeah, that right. And now he's having a dream. That's where he's chasing a squirrel. Guaranteed. There, that should do it. How do you know he's not having a dream about realigning the power? There will pedals? be a sharp pain as I set the ball. Classic bow. He's definitely my dog. Prepare yourself. I may Good. have just rebroken well. the leg. <laughs> you bore that well. <laughs> Such a Klingon. I would love to write a Star Trek series where there's a Klingon doctor on the ship. I would love to be told you bore that well after some painful thing. Like a, I just like the uh, the. The idea of a Klingon Great. physician working yeah. on a Federation starship would be interesting to me. Anyway, I gotta talk to these people. He is injured. We should let him die. He's no longer <laughs> no longer of use to us. Doctor? <laughs> what? You're supposed to be saving them. Oh. Well, I'll save the strong ones. I'm alright. I think. Perhaps you should lie down. Oh. Oh. I'm having contractions. I believe that is not uncommon in the late months of pregnancy. No, I mean contractions. I'm going into labor. You cannot. This is not a good time, Keiko. It's not open for debate. Like it or not, this baby is coming. Did she give birth? He's the best. On uh, Mash too. Didn't she have a baby on Mash too? She must have. Do you want me to look it up? I won't be paying attention to you for a second. That's fine. I think. I think you can not. You don't have to. The power coupling is also damaged. If that coupling overheats, the field strength could drop a lot faster. We could have a containment breach in a matter of minutes. What do you suggest? We should separate the saucer now. 
and put as much distance as possible between us and the drive section. Excuse me, sir, but that's damned cold-blooded. What about the people down there? There's no evidence that anyone is still alive in the drive section. No evidence they're dead either. If you were trapped down there, would you like us to cut you loose and just leave? No, of course not. But I also wouldn't expect the bridge crew to risk the safety of the ship and hundreds of lives in a futile effort to rescue me. Let me just say the following statement. Okay. First of all, it's not Gabriel Beaumont. It's Gabrielle. I'm name name pronunciation. I did that. No, I did that wrong. Oh, you did it. Because okay. I read the name. Second of all, it's not her. Because she did the following episodes. Okay. Booby Trap, which I love. Which was the episode where... Um, LeVar falls in love with a uh, holodeck. <laughs> oh, great. You know? Sure. Um, disaster, which I enjoy quite a bit. And then in 1994, she does an episode, season seven, that is one of the great episodes called Lower Decks. I've heard her heard tell of that quite um, a bit. And she did an episode of Sequest. A lot of Doogie Hazards. I'm going to have to say it was the children and the editing. All right. So we're assuming that the shots were there and they were not chosen. That's right. All right. Berman. Berman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might have had other stuff going on in his personal life. Who knows? Probably busy writing another episode for some reason. This is a funny moment when Troy goes and looks out the window. You said there was no way to stabilize the containment field from the bridge. Could it be done from engineering? Yes, but my readings indicate there's no power down there. They don't even have monitors to tell them there's a problem. Could we divert energy from the bridge to those monitors? Yes, sir. I will say it again. There is no reason to believe that anyone is still alive in engineering. We're wasting time even talking about this. We have to separate the ship now. I believe there are still people alive down there. Didn't she know? And I'm going to give them every chance. Assuming they're alive, they'll be hoping there's someone up here who can help them. So we'll help them. Chief, divert the necessary power to engineering. Aye, sir. I remind you, Counselor, that power coupling could overheat at any moment. By not separating the ship now, you could be responsible for all our deaths. Thank you, Ensign. Oh, snap. Rose standing up for what she believes in. I like a little thank you, Ensign. Yeah. Like, come on. She shut her down. What are you? What are you, an Ensign? Hey, it's not like you had all the training that I've forgotten. It's not like you're much closer to that training that I don't remember. <laughs> uh, cool effect, I think, the turbo lift uh, shaft. Yeah. And the drop down, but... I gotta say, it looks like it's way too many decks. <laughs> they famously in Star Trek V, Andy, remember when Spock has his rocket boots uh-huh. and 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 flies up the turbo lift thingamajiggy? Yes. At one point, they're next to deck eighty. <laughs> like the sign was just it said deck eighty, and it's like, what planet are you on where that <laughs> ship has eighty decks? <laughs> Maybe Cybok created extra decks. Oh, you're retconning <laughs> the movie that dare not be retconned. <laughs> I don't think we're going to hurt that movie by retconning it. Frère Jacques, Frère Jacques, dormez-vous. 
Dormez-vous, sonnez la matine, sonnez la matine, ding ding dong, ding ding dong. Very good. Now keep singing. They should have cut to somebody in the corridor going like. <laughs> what the crap? Is that for Captain Picard? Well, Are those ghosts? Am I the last person on board? I must be the last person alive. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Grabs a hand phaser out of the wall. <laughs> what happened to this guy? You're not gonna get me, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan, John. Spent a lot of time on those shots. Shot. That was a long shot. So long to get all three of them. That's certainly not on Gabriel. That's on. Uh, that's on the editing. Um, yeah, I shot a master. Yeah. You know, there's other takes, guys, right? <laughs> oh no, no, no. Attractions are now. We didn't look. We couldn't afford the film this week. We spent so much money on fake blood for faces in 10 forward. <laughs> and some of the capillaries on the exposed sections of the skin may burst. Sounds like fun. We will have about 15 seconds of useful consciousness. So the exposed sections of the capillaries, of that's not oxygen. That's about space, right? I think that's about a vacuum. Can you play the section? I want to hear her say her whole thing. I'm sure everything will be fine. Once the air is vented, the first thing you'll feel is an extreme pressure on your lungs. You have to resist the temptation to exhale. Next, our hands and feet will get cold, then numb, and some of the capillaries on the exposed sections of the skin may burst. Sounds like fun. We will have about 15 seconds of useful consciousness, then about 10 seconds of extreme disorientation, then we pass out. So the coldness okay. is just from Once the lack the of circulation? Or? Well, the coldness is from the, the space. That's what I'm saying. What are you saying? I thought you were just saying that it's just the vacuum and the lack of oxygen, but I'm saying isn't it, isn't it space that's the... It's the coldness that's and the... Right, sp- that's, killing, that's busting up the capillaries? I'm Bro. not a doctor. She is. Listen I, to her. I she probably know. knows what's you happening. Said, Why don't you ask her? I was likening it to the Guardians of the Galaxy situation when he's out in space without right, any right, protection. Right. But, they, but they're not in space for any real amount of time. Because well, they're that, there enough that they'll be cold. Yeah, I mean, it'll be chilly. Oh, it's right, like, you know, right. like in the winter, like when you are when you put your boots on yeah. and you get your coat, mm-hmm. you zip up your coat and you put your little hat on. Sure. And then you go, you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to go. You go to the, you go to the little foyer. Okay. And you open the door, it's, and it's, it's a very freezing sure. February New York morning. Yes. And you feel that burst of, air, of cold air. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you close the door and go, I need gloves. Well, that, none of this happens because <laughs> I was in an apartment building. But uh, <laughs> so I just went, eh, I forgot my gloves. I guess I'm going out without them. Or, like, remember, like, the feeling of being seated in a restaurant that doesn't have one of those double entries, those temporary double entries. Sure. And the gust comes in every time someone opens a fucking door. And you're like, why am I so close to this door? I mean, I know it's a Friday night. They yeah. sat me here. I don't know if I should say anything. It's fucking freezing every time someone opens the door. Sure. It's, it's what it's like in the cargo bay. Thank you for explaining the science of this situation. <laughs> for some reason, that, that long rap made me think of getting New York Chinese food. Really uh, long I was thinking right of a now. New York ta- Italian. Italian. Panel to repressurize the bay. 
We're ready. It'd be funny if she leaned in and kissed him. Just, <laughs> I just thought it was the I right don't know moment. if we're going to make it. Should we do this? Uh, no, Doctor. <laughs> oh. What if, what if I talked like this? Oh, oh. now I'm, I'm strangely <laughs> well, intrigued. I'll do whatever play you want now. Are you okay? Clock's on. No, it's not. Once the blue field goes away, Andy, it's the horse field right now. Isn't that sound called a klaxon? Oh, I thought you said the clock was on. No. For the time of them not having air. That's what I was, thought you were saying. <laughs> you thought I said clock's on? Clock's on. <laughs> Why would I say that? <laughs> Why would you say anything we ever say? <laughs> They don't really need to be Here, this playing is, this. There's no dialogue. This is a klaxon sound. There you go. <laughs> that means that the clock has been on. <laughs> clock's on. Hit the klaxon. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So now, I mean, I guess they're not. They, they must be pretty much, pretty much in, in the coldness of space at this point, right? Yeah. For like. I don't know, some amount of time. I feel like the same thing would have applied to when when oh, Star Lord oh, had his all face I'm saying off. Is like uh, they they last they 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 aren't in it for nearly as long as he is. And look, it's it's Beverly that saves him. Good for the writers. Or give Beverly a moment. Maybe it was Gabrielle. Gabrielle. She said, said, "Hey, let's not have Lavar do this." Maybe it was. You're taller. You reach further. Yeah. You do it. Could be. I hate this episode. Come on. Of our podcast. We're almost over. (laughs) We're almost through it. This episode of our show of Star Trek I I enjoy quite a bit. We cannot run the risk of staying here any longer. We're in no danger till it drops below 15%. We can afford to wait and see if someone in engineering notices those monitors. On the upside, maybe the terribleness of this episode will make people panic less about getting fewer episodes. Ah, Andy, you're looking on the bright side. (laughs) Also section very weird of you. Yes, sir. We're in standby mode for docking latches and... Edson! There's a thermal inversion in the power company. Quick, cross-connect to the transfer coil. A thermal inversion in the power coupling. That was close. You don't... You don't see those come along all that often. But when they happen, it beeps. Sure. You know? When I come across a thermal inversion on my power coupling... What happens? I usually try to cool it down some sort of a coolant. Yeah. I just pour, like, Diet Coke on it. Cools it right off. Seems like that would make the power coupling very sticky. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Which causes a lot of cascade failures. Sure. I'm never going to get it replaced, though. <laughs> what happened? I can't afford exactly it. Exactly what I said might happen. The power coupling overheated and the entire containment field almost collapsed. O'Brien's fixed it temporarily. She's a fire. This fiery. could happen again at any moment. And next time we might not be able to stop it. You can't let wishful thinking guide your decision, Counselor. It's time to leave. We will separate the ship when I decide that it's time and not before. Is that clear, Ensign? Also, they don't have shields. They're only moving at half impulse. They're not getting away from that core breach. Either way. Oh, you don't think they would no, even escape? No, that's what I would say to them. Well, I assume that someone would say that if that was true. It is true, and I would say it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yes. 
It'd be a funny counterpoint in the middle of this argument. Say it. Hey, by the way, we're going to die. Also, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't have shields. And if a war court breach happens within our vicinity, we are also going to die. Here's what I don't understand. It's like, why not get into the shuttlecraft somewhere? Say you're in Shuttle Bay 5. Yeah. Um, if I was in Shuttle Bay 5, here's what I'd do. I'd figure out how to get the shuttle bay door open. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like Jordy can do that, right? So it's, it's possible. Okay. I'd get into the shuttlecraft, whoever else was around with me. I'd say, like, get in a shuttlecraft, get in a shuttlecraft, get in a shuttlecraft. And then I would open the door, take the shuttlecraft out. So does and is then the I shuttlecraft would, and untouched then I would, by this And then I would survey situation. the ship. I would fly through, past the windows. And okay. I would go, okay, people are here, people are here, people are here. Right, you would wave, would come up. and you would see if anybody waved back. Essentially, yes. yes. I would do a survey of the ship. Also, I'd get into the fucking, I'd get into the, uh, into the shuttlecraft and use the sh- shuttlecraft ship sensors. Right. Uh, they're independent systems, Andy. They wouldn't be affected, I don't think. You would write a sign and put it on the window that said, if alive, please wave. Yeah. And then people would see it and they would go, oh. I couldn't have them honk because it's space. And right. Sound doesn't travel through space. Yeah. Because in space, no one can hear you honk. I like that she takes this moment. She sits in the chair. Yeah, she does. Okay, try it. Very good performance by Marina Sirtis. Sure. Um, also, a decent job of the uh, of the effects department doing this practical Brent Spiner head. You it's know, true. I know the neck is popping out a little bit, but it has to. Good, Commander. And like when we're in the, we're in the tight shot, I think it's really good. I can now raise the door. I like the eyebrow. Move. There's no power on this entire deck, and yet somehow these monitors are working. The power reaching those monitors has been diverted from the bridge, sir. But why? Also, where is everybody else that should be working in engineering? That is something that occurred to me. Unless there's something they want us... Something they need us to see. Wait a minute. Data, the containment field strength is down to 18%. Can you stabilize it? No, sir. I do not have access to the containment field. You will have to establish a new link. I'm going to put you in Bluetooth pairing mode, Data. <laughs> Locate the ODM conduit, sir. Hold down my nose. Got it. Until my eyes start blinking. It is weird, by the way, that if he... If if, if Riker touches this circuit, Data's right side of his face scrunches up. Yeah. You must now change the input matrix of my secondary optical port and then connect the ODM conduit. That is not the correct port, sir. Sorry. Mess with his, uh... His blinking matrix? Reflexes or something. You must hurry, Commander. The containment field has dropped to 16%. What if data... What if, like, all of a sudden, our, like, the, 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 the entire engineering just started to move like it was data's arms? He was taking it over, <laughs> and he became the ship, <laughs> like a transformer, and that became his <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is it, Commander. That that is it. The nacelles become his legs, yeah. and it kind of Big runs head. away in space. <laughs> Field continues to drop, sir. Collapse is imminent. Try now. I've made a connection, sir. 
I am now stabilizing the containment field. Sir, field strength is stable. Where they left that sound effect in? Quee lulu quee. Eighteen percent. Twenty. Twenty-five. I guess they got our message. I know. I can read your emotions. <laughs> that would have been amazeballs. I was wrong, Counselor. <laughs> you could have easily been right. It would have been so great if she's about to apologize, just like, you don't have to say it. <laughs> we both know what you're thinking. <laughs> but you know what? All right. Rose, uh, she's a fiery one. She's got a lot of opinions. She gets in people's faces. She apologized. She realized she was wrong, and she she, she manned up and apologized. I don't have a problem with Rose in this. I'm just saying. I feel like people are always coming at, you know, the Shelby types on the ship. Shelby types. I feel like she's First of all, let me just say the following information for you, Andy. Okay, man. Ensign Rowe followed orders. It's true. Ensign Rowe just presented her suggestions to the person in charge. Matt, she broke the chain of command when she did that phaser thing. Well, yes and no. It wasn't that she broke the chain of command. It was that she used a procedure that is not uh, standard. So it's different. She was... She, I believe Troy asked her to ask them to get those stations back online. Uh-huh. So she did it in a in a in a in a Scotty like way. I don't know if she asked her. You just assumed. Well, look, I think it's part of her duty to get that ship back up and running. So uh, as we are looking at it right here, yeah, I got no problem with Ensign Rowe in this episode. All right, Chief O'Brien, on the other hand, fucking explain-a-thon. <laughs> <laughs> That must have been. Here's what here's what should have happened. Yeah. Picard gets up, uh-huh. unties the rope, uh-huh. and closes the door behind him. <laughs> Leaving the children in the shaft. <laughs> Those kids are annoying. Where's his jacket? He lost his jacket, Matt. It's cardigan. It's Picardigan. Didn't he give it to someone? Oh, did he? I don't, I don't remember. I assume that one of them's gonna come up with the jacket. Yeah, maybe he just left it because he wanted to be in full climbing strength. You don't want to lift the suede, you know, it's heavy. First things first, I left my Picardigan down on deck 14. I have to say, for the record, I have never seen the bottom of a Starfleet boot. There you go. John Cooley, where are you on that? What is that? What is that sole? Is that like a store-bought boot? Where do I get that? What is happening? It seems normal. It doesn't seem spacey. I actually, I think it does seem a little spacey because it's it? got like some some tread in the middle here, and then like uh, okay there. What what, 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 what would be spacey to you? What would constitute a space? Some kind of tread or some kind of design. But I'm or... saying there is tread right there. I don't think that's tread. I think that's wear. That's tread. Oh, you're saying it's been worn down flat? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, only. John Cooley will know for sure. Yeah. Are we going to get some uh, sponsorship like dollars from the Novos? That's, that looks embossed like some sort of logo. I wonder what that... John, why haven't you emailed or texted me about this exact thing right now? <laughs> the wire they were climbing on seems like it would have cut right through their hands. Let go of the radish, Indiana. Last Crusade reference. I'll be like, yeah, let it go. 
this last crusade, right? Yeah, it's the greatest one there ever was. I there are have other people, by feelings the way, that are contrary to that. There are other people, by the way, that agree with me. I, well, I, it's all I, in but it. That's not what I'm saying, by the way. Yeah. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is a, is a film, better film. I enjoy Last Crusade. Well, there's no arguing that. Other than you're wrong. Yeah, but I'm so right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how right I am. <laughs> I think it's appalling how wrong you are. Oh, I think it's... it's it's insane how ridiculous like, how wrong. What what was your favorite thing about Indiana Jones? Uh, I'm sorry. What was your favorite thing about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Because um, I'll tell you how it's better in Last Crusade. Anything, name it. Uh, the boulder chasing him. Uh, this time there are tanks. That's not more interesting than a boulder chasing. Yeah, him. Says you. <laughs> uh, um, the. Uh, Let's see, the whip. Oh yeah, the whip with the uh, with the swordsman. Uh, Shoots the guy. He tries to do it in the in Last Crusade, and uh, it doesn't work. I think that's Temple of Doom. Is it? Uh-huh. I don't know. I just watched Last Crusade. That I, would only be in my head. I'm I almost positive it's Temple of Doom, pal. What? Maybe Let's he does it in both out. movies. I don't know. No, I think you're right. I'm thinking about it right now. It's two guys. Because he's only in the Indiana Jones outfit, really, for the third act of the movie. Because he's in a suit roaming through Italy, roaming through Rome. Oh, I guess in the first part, when he's at the castle, the German castle. But I think you're right, now that I'm thinking about it. So is Temple of Doom, then, the best one? No. (laughs) Temple of Doom has the... uh, no. Has the uh, the the whatever it is the, the mining mine, cart, the mine cart chase. That's pretty which fun. Which should have been a roller coaster. Yeah. That, why was it that? That is crazy. That's the dumbest thing that well, the Indiana Jones say, ride is not the fucking mining cart. I will thing. say the um. There's a hot take. I don't like that ride. I mean, I like it because of because the it's the, fine. The walk in is fucking the most beautiful like design ever. Yeah. But just it's just shaking you around in a jeep. Yeah. I agree Could with you. Could have been so cool. I mean, it's the same... It's the dinosaur ride in Disney World. Same exact track. Jurassic Park? No, no, no. Dinosaur. Oh, yeah, yeah. The movie. The, the CG animated Michael Eisner movie. Wait a minute. I don't know if I've been on that. Is it scary at all or is that cute? It's in Disney World. Oh, Disney World. Yeah. It's that Animal Kingdom. I must have gone on them. Um, anyway, it's the same exact track layout, same Jeep movement and everything, but yeah. with dinosaurs instead of uh, a tomb or temple. Um, but there is a there is a Indiana Jones roller coaster at Disneyland Paris. I rode. Yeah, that was like a mine cart. It was an outdoor roller coaster, so it wasn't like cool. Was it terrifying? No, I'm, no, no. I'm not good at roller coasters. No, you're not good at roller coasters. No. Don't you want to jump out of a plane? Yeah, but I'm in relative control if I jump out of a plane. You're not in control in a roller coaster? No, well, then it could just kill me. All the safety engineering <laughs> that's been done? Let's get my hands cut off or oh, something. Oh, boy. This is Andy. <laughs> You're a very strange person. Fair. It'd be so funny if the ship hit another fisher and they <laughs> knocked them all into this open <laughs> or, turbo lift Or shaft. just the girl bumps into the shaft. <laughs> no! Well done, radish boy. <laughs> Please stop calling me that. 
this was very this is a very funny sort of interaction here. It's gonna turn down because Keiko's giving birth is loud. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> they had this. Re- oh, I guess Did it's just because the kid is born. To push? <laughs> Good. You are bearing down. <laughs> you must push with each contraction, and I must move <laughs> gently but firmly to push harder. <laughs> push, Keiko. Push hard. You know what that tells me? That tells me that Worf was a very good study. Like he remembers all of this. From it his does. Class. It's impressive. I think he was looking at the thing. Push, 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 push. I am pushing. Baby is emerging head first. Good. One more contraction. I wonder how okay. Klingon birth differ. Have we ever established it? Push. I think that the uh, you what happens is in the second trimester, a tiny batleth is inserted into the womb, and the <laughs> baby must fight its way out. Push. Hard. I have the baby. It's very small and weak. I will smack the child to induce breathing. This, this was a, a bit waiting to happen. The Klingon smack on the child. Oh, I have, I have hit it way too hard. How would you feel about a baby that may or may not remember anything for the rest of his life? <laughs> How would you feel about a baby who favors one side forever? I will cut the umbilical cord. He holds he up at the it like, prop. This will make a formidable weapon. <laughs> He holds up the prop just to show the show the work. It's the future, guys. Look at this thing that they cut the umbilical cord with. Tiny like, babies. It's like a comfortable blanket, I gotta say. I think it looks like a rough towel. I don't want it. It's all shiny and spacey. The outside. All this towel debate with us has to stop. Does this baby stuff give you the feels? No. No. Turns out I'm the same. You were wonderful, Worf. Yeah, that gives me that gives me the look of uh, that baby's at least two months old. That's what I'm looking at. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, no. <laughs> I would say exactly two months old. Captain's log supplemental. So what do you want? You not want that plot? I love it. That's not the one I would get rid of. I know. I'm just I'd saying. Get rid of the turbo lift. Well, yeah, but that's because the kids are bad. Nothing personal. Don't you think it'd be interesting to have maybe Picard and Data in that turbo lift in that in the Jeffrey's tube, and then have um, uh, Worf and Riker running a sick bay? Like, I think that'd be an interesting combination. Yeah, I don't dispute that. Or you could have just had Picard in there with some other adult person. But I think that this episode was supposed to kind of give you the feel of the breadth of, you know, the different types of people and situations on the Enterprise. Oh, and for that sort of day-to-day life glimpse, yeah. I love it. To undergo repairs, life aboard the Enterprise is slowly returning to normal. Now just wait here. You just can't stay away from the big chair, can you? I don't think I'm cut out to be captain. You got that right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ensign. <laughs> First officer, maybe. I understand there aren't many qualifications. 
Captain Wharf, you're going to kill her, right? <laughs> Card to the I bridge. have a bat left behind here. I keep it here all the time. Your honor has been insulted, Commander. Please. Hello. It's good to see you again. What brings you to the bridge? An appreciation for the way you helped scatter the turbo shaft and the way you helped us not be scared. We want to present to you this commemorative plaque. Um, yes. I do like that she says exactly what the plaque says. <laughs> it's funny that the plaque says an appreciation. Seems like that's for helping us get out of the turbo lift and not be scared. Sure. That's funny. That's lazy prop making. You think so? <laughs> or you think it's accurate to what a child would do? I think it's I think it's funny to have it like that. Sure. I think the prop master probably made that one as a joke and yeah. then showed it to somebody and they were like, oh no, that should be the one. I doubt that there was a joke decision. I, th- I feel like it's just By the an way, oversight. Who owns that? I'd love that plaque. I... Did that plaque go to s- some auction somewhere? Because I, I would purchase that plaque. Also, I do, by the way, I am impressed with the back of it. He did the back, and he did a good job with it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I made the back piece. Oh, wonderful job you did of it, too. Well, later this afternoon, we're going to finish the tour I promised you, starting with the Battle Bridge. I'll see you at 1400 They use part of their names on it. Yeah, the last names seem to be the same last names as the actors. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's a nice touch. You have the. What do you think of this button? This little joke. A bit of it too. Well, later this afternoon, we're going to finish the tour I promised you, starting with the Battle Bridge. I'll see you at fourteen hundred hours. You have the bridge number one. Aye, sir. Aye, sir. That's, that's really nice. I like it. I like the wink too, that Picard gives her, because it also seems like. This is his way of firing Riker. (laughs) (laughs) Riker, I'm replacing you with this child. (laughs) She listens. (laughs) I want to know what happened to her. She must be in some non-canon thing. I don't think so. If she has a memory beta page, I will... I, literally, I bet you ten dollars she does. I, I haven't found it yet. Literally, will jump out of the window. Ten dollars? A first floor window. Oh, really? That's a big bet. Yeah. All right. I'll ten dollar bet you on that. No well, way. I want to see you no jump out of the first floor her. window now. You saying a, a like a window like we're we're on now or? Yeah. yeah you'll jump out your own I'll window. Jump out that window over there. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna want to see that at some point. <laughs> Andy is looking up if someone from the Star Trek authordom has used that character. I am certain of it. You know, I just have better hope for humanity, and I think you're probably right. They probably did. But I'm really hoping they did not. Okay. Marissa Flores, Star Trek. Okay. There's a memory alpha for sure. Flores, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle Bridge. <laughs> You're just saying words that are in the script. I hate I know, those I'm fucking looking, pages. It's so funny. I'm looking for... Uh... Oh, here it is. Memory Beta. No way. Miss no. Flora is a young female. Nothing nothing yet. The tour was cut short. That's all in the story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
That's for the reward Please. for bravery. No, oh, I cannot not. wait to hear what she did in someone's dumb graphic novel or something. No. No, no one's used her. Sorry, pal. It's all right. I don't be right. sorry. I get $10. I lose $10. And you Here you it. go, buddy. Keep no. it. Keep it. I want please, you to now. Please, please. Don't here's, insult me. Here's how the bet goes now. Don't you have to jump me. in no. a fr- first floor window. <laughs> <laughs> There's your I'd dirty rather, money. Oh, uh, it'll stay right here for our next bet. <laughs> we'll just pass it back and forth. Um, all right. So, Andy, that was a disaster. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Some would call it a hoot. Some would call it too much story. Others would call it a disaster. Wow, nice I'd job. just call it disaster. Nice work. But it's time for an MVC of the 17 different fucking things that were happening in this episode. It the sure... ship was only in crisis at one point. Let's talk about it. In the vastness of space, when the going gets rough, you gave it your all, you showed the right stuff, you managed to not blow the ship to smithereens. Apropos today. Yeah. That's why you're this week's MVC. I gotta give it to Troy. Yeah, you gotta give it to Chief O'Brien. Chief O'Brien? Troy wouldn't have known anything to do. She wouldn't have known what she was doing at all. Yeah, but left to his own devices, Chief O'Brien wouldn't have uh, necessarily made the right decisions. I think he would have. He didn't figure out to dump the energy down to engineering. That was Troy. Oh. Interesting. Congratulations, Counselor Troy. Yes. You've earned another MVC. (laughs) Um. Okay. <laughs> the Andes, or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. Not working on it. It is the Andes. It seems like it is. Uh, this episode, I will. Would you like me to go first? Or do you want? Sure, to go you go first. I'm happy to go first. I like a lot of the day-to-day operation of a ship. I like the out of the element situation. I like this turn for Troy. I wish they had written her a little smarter, or a little not smarter, but more. Uh, aware of what happens on a starship um, than they did. Um, but uh, I really liked the uh, Crusher Jordy storyline. I liked some, I thought it was some great performances from our entire main cast and our supporting main cast. You know, your O'Briens, your Rose, your Keikos. Yep. Uh, and I think they more than made up for the children. Agreed. And uh, I think I would give this episode a solid seven. I uh, I feel very much the same. There is an aspect. I think I would even go further in my admiration for the structure and that they went for it in terms of it's just the ship in this situation where it affects the whole ship. There's no big um, uh, outside uh, force that is, uh, you know, uh, intelligent force that is messing with them. And uh, it's just a disaster scenario in Titanic form with each... Poseidon adventure form. Yeah. Each each part figuring out, like, how to, how to solve it. Uh, I really, you know, you got Ensign Row in it. That's, you, got, you got points for me. But in the end, I feel like there's a certain story momentum that never took flight for me. Like, it doesn't 
even even though she's doing the countdown at a certain point and we're in bigger danger, it just doesn't feel like the tension is rising. And, you know, like, like I want a moment. Troy does the thing she has to do, but I want a moment where it's really like she's fully heroic. And I, I don't, I feel like we don't really quite get that. I mean, is anyone ever fully heroic in Star Trek? I guess it's always it a little like muted. it's always someone ordering someone to be heroic. <laughs> that may be Do you true. see what I did? I'm that heroic. May, that may be the distinction between. I told T- that person the correct thing to do. That may be the, the distinction between TOS and, and this one. That's also probably why more, more, um, um, service people in the service like TNG more because it's more just like the actual services, armed forces, or it just could be that it's better. Well, luck. I think taken alone, there are qualities. The great episodes of both are both this luck. far in. I'm going to say this: there are qualities to both, but I don't know that I would still. I still don't know that I would say on a whole that TNG is more satisfying. No one's than, asking you to say it than TOS. No one's asking you to say it. Um, uh, yes. That being said, uh, hilariously. Uh, I also give it a seven. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's a long road to that, the same result. If that doesn't encapsulate our podcast, all I would have had to do was like hit the wrong sound effect at that point, and you would have gotten a forty-three second snap of what this podcast is. <laughs> I fuck up. He says the say agrees with me, but does it in a way that is very lengthy. Okay. That's it. Everybody, it's time for the trailer for the next episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that we're going to be watching. The game. Andy? Yes, Matt. I feel like you might have seen the game at some point. It's with uh, Sean Penn, right? And, yes. Uh, and Michael Douglas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, There's a game. It's a big twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The twist is that um, the game is unwinnable. Sure. And Puff Daddy's in it, I think. Did he? Is he? I don't know. It's also a rapper. On the soundtrack? There's a rapper called The Game also, isn't there? There is. They should have asked him. Yeah. Would have made more sense. Synergy. Is this episode about him? Uh, no, this episode is about everyone getting addicted to a game. Huh. Parisi Squares? Almost. Stratagema? And Bojitsu? Oh, oh, Almost becomes a dangerous addiction. What if someone's trying to use this the game for some dumb. purpose other than pleasure? And the crew <gasps> fall into its evil hypnotic powers. We can't trust anyone anymore, not even the captain. Can right. Wesley rescue the crew from total mind control, or is he next? We've got him, Captain. Let go of me! High-tech nightmare on the next exciting episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Is that Ashley Judd? Yeah, yeah. Robin Leifler. Is she playing the same character? Robin Leifler, yeah. Same character. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she was uh, cut out of Nemesis. That she shot for Nemesis. Oh. As Leifler. Oh, that's a shame. I agree. Was that a spoiler that her character didn't die? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Um, but I'd like. I look forward to seeing that footage. Have you seen the footage? Uh, no. Anyway. Um, looks interesting. <laughs> that, that that episode is a weird one. The 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 game part looks really stupid, but the mind control part looks interesting. Andy, I'm, as I'm saying this, I completely have forgotten to pull up the entire list of patrons. You want to pause? I'm it? gonna have to do that. Okay. So everyone, listen to Andy vamp. Oh no. <laughs> 
Let's look and see what uh, how many uh, memory beta things uh, uh-huh. okay. Ensign Lifler is. Oh, uh, that's actually not a bad vamp. <laughs> that is not a bad vamp. Keep vamping. <laughs> um, her name's not coming up, so I'm screwed. But look, guys. Just, uh, type Ashley Judd into yeah, memory, memory Alpha. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then you will be I'm able. Just, I'm just vamping by you lecturing me. I'm um, able to look this up while Andy vamps. Um, uh, this Ensign Leffler. Um, Robin Leffler. I think you were saying it wrong. Man, what a what a cutie patootie she was back. What did I say? Leafler. I guess she still is. She still what is. Beautiful. It's Ashley Judd. Man, Ashley Judd has really aged amazingly well. Um, Robin Leffler. I don't hope this isn't giving anything away. So there's all that stuff. Oh, don't. Yeah. Can you just skip down to the beta part? The Enterprise. The Excalibur. By the year 2373, she was assigned as an operations officer to the U.S. Excalibur under oh, sure. Captain Mackenzie Calhoun in the novel Into the Void. Um, Excalibur discovered Robin's mother, now using the name Morgan Primus, alive and well in a, in a prison on the planet. Morgan Primus? Amista. Apparently, Morgan was immortal. Um, okay, so you're telling me Robin right now. Was, yeah. What you're telling me. Oh, wow, they used her a lot. You're, you're telling me is that... She had an immortal mother? Apparently. Or something happened that made her This is immortal. the problem with... The yeah, Morgan game. was immortal, born with the ability to heal any wound. This is the problem, guys. She with, faked her death. With the fucking... Uh... Oh, wow. She faked her death rather than deal with the questions that would arise in fearing the prospect of watching her family grow old and die. That seems kind of selfish. <laughs> kind of? I the new the Thelonian way. Protectorate. When that was formed under the leadership of Sai Quan, Robin was immediately attracted to Thelonian, Am- Sai Quan the Jin. Thelonian ambassador Sai Quan. Oh, yeah, that really is similar. And uh, acted as his administrative assistant to Quan in his dealings with the worlds of Sector 221G. Oh, sure, that's my favorite sector. Um, here are some quotes from, from, uh, from Leffler that were in the books and not in the uh, show. Uh-huh. Uh, this is from a comic. Sure. Never lie, not even when it's easier than telling the truth. Well, that's one of Robin Leffler's rules. The sightseeing's just as good on the way home. From All Good Things. The novel. The if, novel? There's a no- novel of All Good apparently, Things? Apparently. Uh, if life hands you lemonade, don't try to make lemons out of it. That's just dumb. Uh, here's another one. Uh, any joke that has to be explained isn't worth explaining. Very true. Disagree. Oh, Disagree. Interesting. Andy doesn't understand puns. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're worth explaining. No, no. I'm disagreeing because I think puns are great. Uh, never underestimate a man's ability to make you laugh. What? Nice. <laughs> nice. Are you ready? Nice. <laughs> um, getting information out of Zach. Hebron is like interrogating a statue. I don't know that that's a good thing for a truism to put on this Look, list. That's the Zach Hebron way. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to re-enter. Wait, let's end on this one. Oh, yeah. When someone's trying to kill you, it's okay to sweat. Wow. Oh, uh, it's time to say thank you to some of our <laughs> patrons out there. Andy, he was almost on the button. Uh, Sorry, I got lost in memory beta. 
These are, uh, I'm trying to remember, what, what, the last episode you did, you said we did it for June 5th? Yeah, or 6th. That was, that was the, the, I'm trying to, I'm hoping that we correctly got everybody. If you get skipped, uh, and you're in the president's circle, not the lieutenant's level. That's right. Then please let us know. Interesting. Okay. God darn it. I think I think gonna we look? might have Do you need more time? I, I, can, I don't know. I can't even find that list anywhere. I can dig up the ensign that died. But this, is from, this is from May. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're okay. So I'm just going to start thanking these folks. I'm going to go bottom up, Andy. Okay. Because that way we'll have the, uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of people that weren't hit last time. Sure. You know what I mean? So any overlap will... As we scoot up. So we're going to start with the not least, Command Master Chief Robert Garrison. Lieutenant Kelly Newman. Oh, Sky Wilson. Robin Larson. Diane M. Martin. Luke Morgan Rowe. Oh, Sean Russell. Uh, we've heard a lot from him today. Lieutenant Christopher Malkowski. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for your service. Ian Buckley. Captain Andrew, Lieutenant Captain Andrew Hook. <laughs> Not letting you get away with it, Captain. Uh, Chris Love. Skip uh, Simmons. Le- That's a fake person. I just made up Skip Simmons. J.D. <laughs> <laughs> <J>. Cohen. <laughs> Linnea Thunsel. Uh, Lieutenant Chris Casimiro. Uh, it's Chris Nedwitz, everybody. And over there is Ben McClarty. It does feel oddly quiet in here, doesn't it? It does. Should we like uh, just yeah? Get things, the holo DJs really got to get things bumping over get here. Thing, get things going crazy. Let's see what he can do. Meanwhile, I'm going to go on to Lieutenant Neil Stud. Oh, Neil Stud. L- Lieutenant Jordy is turned on by computers and got syphilis. Holo DJ pulled the spinners over there. Sweet. This is the rest of this day. Jordy is turned on by syphilis uh, computers and got syphilis from the warp core. Sweet. It's crazy that the spinners are so loud in this holodeck. There we go. Uh, it's Martin Hedegaard Peterson. There's James Gilly. Jonathan Wentz. Frederick Roy. Cameron Harris. Sorry. Uh, Lieutenant James Baker. Tom, I'm going to say that's Kelsel. And over there is uh, Lieutenant Ryan Darley. Oh, it's Ron LeBlanc, everybody. And Brent Pollard. Mike Gaylord. Lieutenant Sandra Mahler. Tina Rowdio. Lieutenant Julie Phillips. Dean Wilson. Dean Nettleton. Andrew Bober. Lieutenant Nicholas Jones. It's Stephen Price, everybody. Lieutenant Amy Giles. It's Brett Euler. Scott Burnett. Mike Jones. Kyle Gant. Veronica Wisely. Karen Van Off. Scott Gordon. Brian Hellman. Elizabeth Simpson. Lieutenant Charles Kidd. Kelly Coe. Lieutenant Paul Carl. Chris Dibel. Lieutenant Shrikenar. Andrew Prime. Lieutenant Ben Roach. David Erickson. Daniel Perez. Tish Wheeler. And Angel Rivera the Third. And if you uh, think we're not doing all 223 names today, you're out of control. Oh, is that true? We are done for June. This is the last episode we're going to get out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we got to plow. Okay, let's pick up the pace. I, we're not We're not picking up the pace. I'm oh. slowing it down. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so did you say Andrew Ingram? Uh, I did not. Well, there we go. Uh, Dan Costellic wrote his name phonetically. Good job, Dan. Uh, let me just head on down to Christopher Colbert. Uh, Catherine Shimmons. 
Paul Sharp, Brian Gullett, Mark Mitchell, Lieutenant Patrick Benoit, 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 that's Benoit, Benoit, sure, now you got me thinking I'm like you, Jean-Luc Tiberius, Pequail, and the President, oh no, Lieutenant Doug Atkinson, uh, Alan L., Mallory Duke, Stevie Marie Nickel, Alex F., Jason Sinclair, Joe Fermanek, Tyler Rosewood, Kevin and Nine, Lauren Gleason, Lieutenant Anthony Rideout, Andrew Burrow, Lisa D, Lisa Lizzie D, Lisa D, yeah, Derek Westover, Mike Mann, Lieutenant Commander Mike Mann, Mike Mann never emailed me about being on the show. He probably couldn't listen to the Silicon Avenue. Interesting. Probably found it too hard to listen to. Would he have? Did he have your email? I told you to give it to him. No, I'm gonna give it. I was gonna go on the last show. I was gonna go on their 50th, their actual 50th. All right, I'll give his. I'll give his email. The Campbells. Uh, Lieutenant Robert Olson. Drew Parkinson. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Josh Bald. John. Brett Jarrett. Jillian Bandles. Paul Brisk. Nate Richmond. Brandon Davis. Hubert Iridia. Ross McLeod. Beth Harrington. Lieutenant Alex Whitehouse. Emily Eldred. Lieutenant Tom Brown. Sean Nass. Lieutenant Vanilla Thunder. Fred Coppersmith. Brett Parsons. Lizzie A. Lizzie A. Kim Vilsack. Dak Pace. Keith Bodila. Dela? Yeah. Bodela? Yeah. Matt Tuin. Lieutenant Nick Frost. I know it says Nicholas. I'm making a Nick. Meta Fangnam. I think I hit that. Made a fake name. Damn it! You did it. I did it. To you last time. <laughs> I'm I learning. I did it to you last time. Hooray! Adam Rogers, Kirsten Dees, Kristen Dees, uh, Amanda Bootwell, Samuel Rebusel, Luke Cummins. You guys, in some ways, you get uh, your name read two or three times because of our mispronunciations. Yeah, that's right. Kristen Scalisi, Goddess of Carbs. Uh, Christopher P. Gill. Catherine Guzman. Kathleen Guzman. There, <laughs> there you go. go. Raymond Hootenwaddle. Eric Mon. Kyle Vester. Claire Powell. Derek Hawkins. Jesse Hendricks. Rebecca Shavida. Troy Ray. Vincent Neary. Kyle Thompson. Stephen Herman. CPO Ernesto Costa. Oh, sorry. Castagna. Tim Siebel. Hang on, hang on. Why am I soft? Oh, things are really bumping in here now. Mazado Kaida. Rob Rennie. Cece Sadler. Richard Davis. Jesse Glaspie. Gary Martinez. Darren Deschamps. Michael Howe. Kashmir Woods. Hang on, hang on, Andy. I'm going to lock and load here. Ready? Yeah. Dan McLeod, Chuck Day, Jeff Kelso, Jason Brown, Joel Cude, Andrew, Timothy Cullen, Edward Ingram, Tucker Powers, Michael Yatsko, and Brandon Callinger, thank you. And to Lieutenant Andrew Gibson, Mr. Bundy, Alexis Boussier, Joseph Moran, Ben Badenock, Aaron Ann, Christopher Fanaghi, and Jesse Toshinsky, thank you so much. Oh, uh, yes. Hi, Jesse. How are you? CD, Tony King, Heather Nelson, Jeremy. Peter Sheeran, Miriam Contenio, Benjamin Hill, Adam Zani, Kamal Abul Hussein, uh, Michael, Joe Sullivan. Hang on, hang on. Do you think it's the angel character from the John Travolta film of the same name? Michael? Oh, maybe. <laughs> I wonder if he dances around and smokes and 
That's it. That is Andy McDowell. There we go. We finally found that Andy McDowell. Joe Sullivan. Uh, Ken Campbell. Uh, I'm going to take the next few. Ready? Yep. Stefan Vienno. I love it. Andrew Marquis. Marcelo Vita. Chris DQ. Doug Mai. Laura Henson. Matthew Wypert. Christina Peck. Oh. Christina Peck. Double. Brock. Cluster, Marcus Martin, Janella, Jerome Robbins, Daniel Stenrud, um, Brian Tier, Seth Olson, Gareth Case, Ryan Ro- Solo, Colin McKean, McKean, Colin McKean, Linda Dilbeck, Joe Dennerly, Stephen Small, Simon Harper, Tony Lynn, Risa Koucha, Koucha, damn it. Jeff Millies, Matt Schaefer, Sandy Frederick, Matthew Cutler, Lieutenant Matthew Dillon, Lieutenant Will Holsclaw, Andrew Rees, Lee Keenan, Lieutenant Neil, Neil. Rob Cumberland, Barry Wallace, Marcus Erlinson, Adrian Carter, William Temin, Jonah Brolette. Eric B., Carmen DeHoog, Jesse Lane, Lieutenant Joyce Hudson, Matthew Wright, Alex D., Gesslin, John Turin, Trek Barnes, The Blast from Our Past Podcast. You get so upset when you read a sentence. It's such a, such a, it's a, actually they told, they told in fairness to, the, to them, they, they said we should remove it at some point. Why? Because it's uh, free advertising. Who cares? I don't. Andy might. I don't. I don't mind your underhanded deeds, people. He's, he's such a decent person compared to me. I, I am a very decent person. I might get into it with you a little bit, but to the general public, I'm a lovely <laughs> I see. You know, I'm another human being, Matt. No. You don't act like it. You act like some sort of monster, not like these wonderful people like Rob Sabin, Robert Denton, DeWanda Reekins, or I'm going to say Reckons. Preston Foster, Matthew L. Wentz, Tom Casey, well, Rob Baptiste. I think I am just as good a person as Jack Cavici, Kip Corbett, David Marquez, Kendra Song, Stephen Cotter, Lieutenant Cody Stanley, and Peter Oman. I don't know, because I find when I look at people like Indy, Connor Shapiro, or Levi Bliss, or even Aaron Davis, I think these are people who are better than Andy. Well, that's because you don't have the insightfulness of Rachel Dylan Snyder, Kyle Robertson, Jeff Jenkins, Robert Hogan, Nate Hudson, or Michael Kukulich. Yeah, but I have the wisdom of an M. That's fair. <laughs> Judith Haynes. Christopher H. Jennifer Letter. Brian Seastek. Jordy Jeans. Turkleton, Derek Atkinson, Lieutenant Colin Chaddock, uh, Jet Jurgens, Sir Reginald Pennybottom, Lynn Perdue, Jeff again, and, and of course, Anders. Perhaps the wisest of us all, Anders. <laughs> Anders Peterson, nice. Jim Croce, uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown Midnight Special, very loud, but you know what? Might as well hear a little bit of it. And he liked them fancy clothes. And he liked to wave them diamond rings upon everybody. Which one of us is Leroy uh, Brown? He got a good strong continental. He got an Eldorado too. He got a 32 gun in his pocket. We'd have to be the baddest man in town, which is not even close. We can't even. I can't even beat up a a child. Matt and I did a debate earlier. Uh, well, he didn't. We, neither of us debated, really. We just quietly said, huh. I said, because uh, he was carrying a big heavy amp. And I was like, hey, I wonder who would win in a fight between us. And I thought, yeah, probably you. You played football. 
And then I said, uh, maybe we should just do a one-off comic book where we finally fight. Yeah. But Andy uh, has time to prep, so he, you know, instead of kryptonite, he, like, puts out cake. <laughs> I get distracted. I go for the cake. But then I've also put out my own weakness, <laughs> and then we fight over the cake. <laughs> uh, that's what you didn't realize. We're more alike than you thought. That's what we figure out at the end of the comic on a splash page where we're both covered in cake. Somebody write it up. And blood. Uh, that pretty much does it for us, so... Uh, Look for uh, the game, the Wesley, the return of Wesley Crusher, and Ashley Judd. We're doing what we can to get him out on a timely basis, um, so there's no telling, but uh, hopefully it'll be soon. I mean, I'd like to get us back to weekly, but it is a little trying now that Andy's back at work. Um, getting out a question mark. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with that, all I have to say is nothing. Well, I hit this here transporter panel, and Andy delivers our so longs. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't... I just wanted to bring my mic back up just to tell you all what Andy just did. Oh no! All I had to do was let it run. He didn't follow Star Trek. The if you've got something to mail to Matter Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box four six eight nine eight, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero four six, and please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content. Visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month. Andy, I think we finally did it. <laughs> What's that? Uh, fucked up more times than previously. <laughs> I fucked up the end credits. All I had to do was let it run. I turned off our microphones. Um, I we got were so like, relaxed. There we go. We're just I'm ready to go. to take off my shirt. What were you doing? Like, what were you, like, on I your was computer, just what closing, were you then doing? closing stuff up to be like, okay, I'm going to go home now. You button, you button up the computer. <laughs> get my two hours of sleep before work. Um, Andy is working at 2 a.m. today, so... We better let him go. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. It's weird to talk to you from the vacuum of space. Are we getting cold here? Are we just getting icy? Ask the doctor. I'm not a doctor. I just I'm gotta not a doctor. Make sure you breathe slow and then take a deep breath, man. That's true. That that I can do. Thank yep. you, Star Trek, for teaching me that. Goodbye again.